And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Well, I mean, we have to have our normal glitches. Yeah, but why isn't the music playing? The music's not playing. Why isn't the music not playing? Why don't you sing? No. Please? No. Come on. No. Uh-uh. No. Um, <coughs> that's... I've got the volume up. I've got the volume up. It's there. I mean, I could always pull up a video of Alfie whining. <sighs> and that could be our background music. You know, <laughs> I I said to myself when we started, I said, I said, self, there's there's three things here. There's what I want to happen. There's what's likely to happen. And then what probably will happen. And and the stone Martin weasels and the and the gremlins are in on it. It's a cons- uh, it's a constant us you got to understand that i think you need to put in your title What's card you have you know like you're the host you're the producer yeah and then throw the stone martin weasels in there as all right let me fun let me close that because that's supposed to be working or maybe you need to have a little thing at the very end saying no stone martin weasels were uh, yeah right <laughs> right um okay <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure why it's not playing i i i really I really am at a loss here. Do you want an Alfie whining? No, because, see, it's my usual... Because I, I just did this. Anyway, all right. So, whatever. I don't know. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker. It is episode 500. Uh, and as as you saw there, the Batcave has been updated. My name is Jason Adam, the editor here. At uh, Sci-Fi for Me, Sci-Fi for Me dot com, Sci-Fi for Me TV, and Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Uh, those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you are more than welcome uh, to join us over on the live uh, video side of things. We do broadcast right now to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. We may, we may start broadcasting to Rumble. I'm not sure where we haven't quite decided on that yet. Uh, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, so anyway, let me uh, let me just do this thing. It is episode 500, and we're going to do things a little bit differently today because we're using StreamYard. We've got a lot of guests that are in the back, in the in the green room, ready to come on. We're going to pop some people in here in a minute. But first of all, you some people notice the graphics. You <clears throat> might also notice... That at the bottom of the of the of the of the broadcast window here, the video window, uh, there is a little a little gear wheel, and you can check your video settings because we are broadcasting in full 1080 HD today, and that is one of our beginning uh, the beginnings of our announcements that we're going to do today because we upgraded our internet. And hopefully <laughs> it will cooperate enough. We are broadcasting in full HD today, and that will be the, the plan going forward. And it's also Open Line Friday. So we'll, we'll drop the StreamYard link in the, in the notes here just a little bit from now. Uh, but uh, yeah, with lots of stuff going on. That's not the only announcement that we've got today. But let me do this. Let's go ahead and start bringing some people in. Let's start with staff. 
And let's see here. We'll add Christopher Hoffman, Leslie Walker, and how are you two doing today? No, wait, wait. There's no audio. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not saying a thing. I don't. Uh, you know what? Let me let me look here. I've got a I've got a thought. Where is it? Headphones. That's it. Headphones. It's on. Everything's supposed to be on. Nobody's muted. Everybody's on. Why is that? Did you plug everything back in properly? Yeah. Well, how about we'll do this? Leslie, you talk, and I will okay. say what Leslie's supposed can, to maybe say. Okay, so everybody in <laughs> everybody in StreamYard can hear each other. They can hear Christopher and Leslie, but I can't. Why is that not? Because I just had this up and running because Rick Stacy popped in here, and he was he was in here, and... Why is this not? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, come on. This could be more fun. How did that happen? It's like a bad dubbing. How did that happen? Let's try that. Hi. Hey. Whoa, there it is. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. I can, I, can, I can hear everybody now. It's a miracle. I don't know what happened. Streamyard, Streamyard switched my my audio output for whatever reason. I don't know what it uh -huh. is. All right, so so here we are. It is uh, it is episode five hundred. Christopher Hoffman here. Leslie Walker. Leslie is the co-host of Foreign Bodies, which is coming back. I'm hearing a vibration somewhere, some kind of a motor or a fan or something from one of you two. I don't know what that is, but um, we've got. A new season of Foreign Bodies that's coming at some point in January. And uh, Mrs. Walker and Mr. Harvey uh, bringing us conversations about horror from around the world. So uh, so looking forward to, to doing that. Where, where, are, where are some of the planned definite, uh, destinations? Well, um, I'm sure we'll circle back to Japan because that's always a country that's just ripe for the picking. Um, I just got done watching. You guys are going to think I'm so dorky because I'm just now getting to this one. I just got done watching um, Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. And like, I need to talk to someone about that. I need to deconstruct that and get some therapy. So I'm going to try to talk to talk to Tim and and see if we can do a uh, another Canada, Canada episode. When we visited Canada last time, it was strictly focused on Cronenberg. But the country has a lot to offer um, outside of Cronenberg. And, um, you know, so I'm hoping Canada, let's loop back there. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Chris, Christopher, the host of uh, Vault of the Killer Bees, and uh, every now and again drops in and uh, and guest host on this program. And uh, Vault of the Killer Bees is one of those uh, where it's kind of all over the place in terms of what kind of things you talk about, but it's mostly the B-movie schlock stuff. And uh, what what do you have any kind of a of a, a list of things coming up here that you're gonna look at? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm going to do a, a bit of a deep dive into uh, the career of Ted V. Michaels, uh, who 
may or may not have uh, inspired Charlie's Angels uh, with his movie The Doll Squad and uh, Mission Kill Fast. Um, they're full of uh, go-go boots and machine guns and groovy, groovy uh, 60s music. Um, and he also did Mark of the Astro Zombies, which has been ripe material for all sorts of different satire. Um, then we've got Ray Dennis Steckler, who um, has got the, he's in the running for the best B-movie title ever, um, The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies. That's one title. <laughs> um, he also did a, um, a heist movie turned superhero movie called Rat Fink with a PH. Um, and Boo Boo, um, and he did a kind of a weird Charlie Starkweather-esque uh, um, juvenile delinquent movie um, uh, called Ace Guitar. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's he is he was just prolific, prolific. He was super, super great. Um, and maybe if we have a late night edition, late, late night edition, and that which is fine with me because I'm a night owl, we might get into Doris Wishman and that the exploitation director um, from the 60s and 70s who started out with the uh, nudie cutie phase with uh, Nude on the Moon, which was shot in the uh, great location of uh fort lauderdale florida and it was all 60s and beehive hairdo and and that and uh space jumpsuits and um then she went on to do some uh grindhouse movies like um double agent 73 um with the um not very much of an actress but um uh she had some, let's say, assets that made up for it. Um, and that uh, the uh, infamous uh, or famous and that uh, Chesty Morgan. Um, and that's why I'm saying like late, late night for Dorsh. Yeah, Doris very, very, very late, very late night. Yes. And that, yes. And that. But then, you know, we've we've also got like some uh, great kind of homegrown horrors as it were um and we're going to take a look at some regional filmmaking from around the united states uh the movies that were uh made in the backyards and uh city halls of the great states of uh, ohio and some wisconsin in fact there is a great wisconsin uh, uh film starring Tiny Tim, of all people, um, as a maybe, he's a bit of a MacGuffin, um, killer uh, farmhand that has a proclivity for um, clown makeup in a movie called Blood Harvest. And um, yeah, so we've got all sorts of weird and wacky stuff coming up, and hopefully we'll get some interviews with some of the directors and some um, academics in the uh, regional film community. That'll be fun. 
to do as well. Oh, it'll be neat. I'm so excited you're doing this. This is so fun. I can't wait. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and that I'm 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 looking forward to uh, your episode with uh, the uh, comparison and contrast of uh, Brandon Cronenberger and uh, Brandon that yeah, Brandon Cronenberg and uh, and his dad. Um, that would be really really good because um, Infinity Pool looks off the rails. Yep. Yeah, some good stuff coming out of um, that gene pool for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And that, so, oh, and and I'm hoping to get an interview with the Soska sisters. Uh, they've got a movie coming up um, that is uh, going to be a really really interesting uh, exploration into um, sort of the I guess kinkier side of uh, horror. And that with some uh, homages to Cronenberg, and that's now the only one that I've seen by them so far is American Mary, which I adored. Like mm -hmm. every single minute of that film was just such good, gory body horror revenge fun. Um, and so I, I definitely need to spend more time with the Salska sisters because they've, they've definitely uh, tapped into something that vibes with me. So uh, yeah, we'll have to look, th look there uh, a little harder. I think that's a great suggestion, Chris. Oh yeah, sure. And that, oh, oh I, I would recommend starting out with their, their first film, which is a total grindhouse driving. Oh, is that the dead hooker in the trunk? Dead hooker in the trunk. <laughs> yep. And that it's great. Now, Rabbit is pretty good too. Yeah. And that, but uh, yeah, they've they've done a lot of great things, um, including a uh, T is for Tentacles portion of the ABCs of Death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. And that so. Yeah. Okay. Great. That sounds like a a, a game plan. Thanks for <laughs> for helping us out with the production side of things for sure. Ah, no problem. We're gonna have to nerd out sometime, Tilly. We're nerding yeah. out right here. Well, we and we have help. and we have plans to do some other things. I got I got one show that is still kind of in hiatus abeyance back here called Echo Chamber, which is one of those that I want to bring back for everybody to sit and talk and do some things. But uh, but uh, anyway, I got I got one guy coming in, uh, a couple of people coming in here at the at the uh, time time limit. They've got limited amount of time to be here. So, uh, Chris and Leslie, are y'all going to stick around? I'm not going to stick around. I have some things to do, but it was lovely to see you guys, and I'm definitely looking forward to January. Okay, yes, foreign bodies every couple of weeks, starting back in January. Vault of yep. the Killer Bees, which is a segment on Good Morning Multiverse, and then we crack that out on its own. So tune in for those. Uh, thanks you two for being here. I'm gonna drop you back into the uh, into the. Um, wait a minute. Where is there in the green room? All right. So there we go. <laughs> I'm getting all sorts of little pop up messages here. All right. So now uh, joining us, uh, let me go ahead and pull in Paul the Garabedian. He is the senior media analyst for Comscore. Dropping in to uh, talk budget numbers and box office very quickly because he's only got a couple of minutes here. Paul, welcome. 
Jason, happy 500. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I even wore a tie. Yeah, I see that. I did too. I thought, well, you know, this is a little special edition here. So Avatar. I got the memo. Avatar, the way of water, making, uh, yep. uh, crossing the billion dollar mark. It's, uh, I got Hollywood Reporter here saying that's at 1.17 billion. Uh, looking yep. at the numbers, it looks like it's tracking pretty close to what, uh, what, uh, Top Gun Maverick was doing. How how does the box yeah. office look for 2022? Well, it for um for Avatar, I mean, it hit a billion dollars in 14 days. Yeah. Uh, because remember, it opened on Wednesday ahead of the Friday when it opened domestically. So you add those couple of days in there, the Wednesday and Thursday. So after 14 days, it hit a billion worldwide. Yeah, it's closing in on uh, on Top Gun Maverick numbers in fact internationally i think it's there already so you know a lot of people especially james cameron were saying that this movie needs to make in excess of two billion dollars to make future well at least the fourth and fifth installments uh justifiable yeah i think they're gonna get there i mean this this film has a long runway into 2023 jason really not until ant-man and the wasp quantumania on february 17th is there any real competition for Avatar? This is typical for James Cameron. Titanic had the same sort of trajectory as did the first Avatar. So you're saying you're saying this is going to have a, a long legs as opposed to everything up front in the box office. It's going to be here for a while, and yeah. and it'll just kind of crank out just steady, mainly because it doesn't have competition. I think that's the biggest part of it. And, you know, at this time of year, ordinarily what you would have, let's say in December, is eight or nine wide releases. Uh, but this year, in December, we only had five wide releases. Mm. So there were just fewer new movies in the marketplace. And Babylon among them, uh, the Whitney Houston movie among them, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and of course, Violent Night, which has been an ongoing hit uh, <laughs> since it opened in early December. So it's pretty light out there. I think, though, 2023 is going to be a much more robust year. Uh, we're going to wind up with probably seven and a half billion domestically this year. We're closing in on 30 billion worldwide. So it's a good year. It's it's not like uh, pre-pandemic era where we would have over 11 billion um, in the you know for the domestic box office. But I'm looking at 2023 to be a nine billion plus year, maybe closing in on 10 billion, because there's going to be more releases spaced out more evenly on the calendar. Now, are are we in that that period now where the billion dollar mark is just the expected place to be at this point? I mean, I've been talking for a while now. I keep thinking at some point somebody's got to decide that we're going to start making some smaller pictures, you know, 15, 20, 50 million dollar budgets. As opposed yeah. to these two $250, budget films yeah. where, you know, you have to have a billion or you have to have a billion five or two just to break even. I mean, those are those are just those numbers are, yeah. are just flabbergasting to me. I, I it's can't crazy, right? Because you've, you've got movies that if you have a $200 million budget out on that, you know, uh, well, not prints, but advertising, of course, and marketing cost into that it gets extremely expensive you're looking at movies where if you're not at a half a billion worldwide you're barely even scratching the surface of becoming profitable yeah uh so that makes it really uh really tough and you're right but but what we've seen over the past few weeks jason is some more modestly budgeted films that just haven't 
resonated. I mean, you, you look at some of the films out there that were supposed to be big awards contenders and all that. Granted, most of them were not that commercial. I think The Fablemans is a great example of a film where you have a filmmaker who's made who's known for creating the summer movie season. Fablemans is not the kind of movie that's going to do the kind of business that an Indiana Jones or a Jaws or, you know, an E.T. or a Close Encounters is right. going to make. So I think there were a lot of expectations placed on that movie because of the, the you know, Spielberg's name, which I understand that. But if you look at the movie, it's a rather long movie. It's a I love movies about filmmaking, but that's not necessarily the most commercial or viable kind of film. So and it's already available on premium uh, video on demand as well. Well, and I think the other thing, too, is, you know, you look at these movies that are clocking in at two and a half, three hours at a at, yeah. a, at a pop. And I've seen chatter about Avatar. You know, it's it's over three hours. I got to sit that long for this thing. And, and you know, budgets, Jason, budgets are too I, big. Movies are too long. I've been calling for the return of the intermission, man. I mean, if you're going to make a three-hour movie, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, it's, it's, I mean, look, you can get food and drink at your seat. You don't need to move for that. But there's other things you might have to get up for it within three hours. Right. And that makes it really tough. And I remember, I'm old enough, Jason, much older than you, to remember going to see Gandhi first run in the 80s, and there was an intermission. And, uh, you know, the 2001 A Space Odyssey had an intermission when it played at the Cinerama Dome. And, you know, at three hours and 12 minutes, Avatar, that's a rather long movie. And of course, uh, Babylon is three hours and nine minutes, I believe. And I, I look, if it takes three hours to tell your story, that's fine. I get it. And if you have the kind of filmmaker clout that enables you to do that. But I mean, when you're getting to three, three hours and 15 minutes, I mean, at some point, I, I mean, there's never, I can't imagine there ever being a four hour straight sit movie where, in a, in a theater, I don't think that theaters would really dig it, and I, I, the commercial viability of that is almost nil. Yeah. But if it's a great movie, I remember Scarface, not the original with Paul Muni, but the Al Pacino Scarface. I think that was three hours. That felt like two hours to me because I just <laughs> I love the yeah. movie. And Goodfellas was rather long, not three hours. Another one that I could have they could have added twenty minutes to that. So I guess it's it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, relative to the story. Now Heroinberg in the chat uh, mentions. Sri Asi came out November 17th. Uh, couldn't have cost more than a couple of million in Indonesia. Not sure if it's available in the U.S. yet, but it looks fantastic, he says. I have not heard of this. Great to know. But, yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with that title, but, I mean, that's the way. If people are discovering movies like like that, I think it's great. Um, sometimes you have to seek out those kind of movies. You know, even some of the bigger independent films, if you will, have not been marketed, I think, to the point where people are aware of them enough. I yeah. think that awareness factor. And also, it seems like, Jason, people have wanted more escapist fare uh, at this point. I, I don't know what that means exactly, and that could change. Audience taste is fickle. But some of the movies just, I think, either appeared like a downer or didn't interest people. And I had somebody ask me the other day, name a hit movie that was about the golden age of Hollywood, meaning I guess the thirties and the forties and sort of like Babylon. And I was hard pressed and I actually looked it up. So I guess who framed Roger rabbit, which was actually a huge <laughs> hit yep. um, was set in that era. But this person was right. It is kind of difficult, you know, to get like audiences 18 to 24 years old to go see a movie about 
the roaring 20s or whatever, I guess, is difficult, yeah. although those movies can be fantastic. So although, you know, with, you know, the 18, yeah. the 18 to 34 crowd, if you can't get them in to see Margot Robbie's boobs, then you're you're not marketing it right, <laughs> I guess. Right. I mean, nobody's going to see Babylon. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and I you know, it's funny, though, Jason, I can't wait to see this movie just because that I'm into that kind of thing. I love uh, old Hollywood. That era really fascinates me personally. Yeah. And I'm I'm, you know, in the age group where I, of course, I didn't grow up in that era, just to be clear. But <laughs> I I love that kind of inside Hollywood. Maybe it's too inside baseball. So I just think that it's it. But you know what, Jason, let's let's step back for a second and say that, you know, what? keep making movies like this, though, because you can't complain that there's not enough original film films made for adults, you know, films with uh, uh, challenging subject matter and the like. And then not go to support them or see them. Right. So let's, I'm glad Fablemans was made. I mean, it's not, I mean, coming from me, it's kind of funny, but it's not all about the box office. Sometimes it's about, about making great movies, if they truly are great, by the way. I'm not saying that just because a movie's three hours or about the golden age of Hollywood, that it's an automatic, that it's great, or even an indie film. But when they're great, there's nothing like it. And often what gets lost in the conversation is that if you hear that it's not doing well, in terms of box office, then people don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't, that I don't like. I, I think you should go see these films if you're interested. Don't let other people sway you. I remember Amsterdam. I was alone and really enjoying that movie, I think. But I'm like, screw it. I'm, I liked it. I went and saw it. Um, Babylon, I have not seen yet. I'm going to see it this weekend. If I love it, I'm going to tell people I love it. We often get locked into that thing where it, either if it's not popular or most people don't like it, that it doesn't have value. And then people or, often wait till that film is available at home. They're like, I love this movie. Or if, a certain, if a certain group likes it and you don't like it, then suddenly you're on the other side, you know, right. and it's that cult, that culture war thing starts to factor into that as well. It really like, does. How dare really you know interesting. But you know what? I kind of like that kind of like when it comes to movies, if you're on opposing sides, that's kind of a fun. I, I have people in my family who are filmmakers and film buffs, and we love doing the, the, the tug of war over you know, if I think a movie is good and they don't, we it, it, instantly you want to argue about it. But to me, that's a constructive argument. Like, that's fun. If we're talking about the various merits of movies and movie making and certain titles out there in the marketplace. And, and again, Amsterdam was a great example of where I would tell people I liked it. But most people go, you did? They hadn't even seen it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever made, but <clears throat> we often get locked into what is the narrative or the discussion surrounding a movie. And we want to kind of go along with the crowd in that. Um, so, and you know, the lover or dislike of any movie is very, very subjective and you bring your own baggage to that. So it's kind of fun though. Still. Well, 2023 should prove interesting for some stuff. We're looking forward to having a number of conversations with you about that as well. What have you got currently in, in the works? Are you, is your, your podcast back up and and running yet? Oh yeah. I've got, I've got a new podcast called ticket to ride honoring the Beatles uh, song, by the way. And it's with my, uh, my dear friend, uh, Mike Polydorus from paper air media. So he and I, every week, week in, week out, we talk about the most recent trends at the box office, the weekend top 10 and the like. And we have a bonus episode up right now. It's actually on YouTube um, where we talk about long running time films. Mike Polydorus worked managing a movie theater in Westwood. And we talk about that. And I kind of uh, I pepper him with questions about 
you know, the film reels and the film cans and how he could look at how many reels were sitting there and figure out how long the movie was <laughs> and how big of a job that was going to be putting the, the film on, a, on, a, on the platter and all that. So right. that was a real fun bonus episode for us. So thanks for asking, Jason. Okay. And, and what I will do is as we go through and talk to people about the various different things that they're doing, I'm going to update links and in the show notes after we get done here sometime this afternoon, awesome. we'll start putting links into all of these different things that people are talking about. So Paul, that's great, man. Thank you. I appreciate you coming in, and it's always good to have you on. I'm looking forward to talking box office and, and movies, especially when Indiana Jones comes out. Oh, yeah, we'll That'll be all over be that, a... and happy 500th, Thank you Jason. very much, sir, and I know you've got stuff you've got to do today, so thanks very much for being oh, here, Paul. I appreciate well, it. Thank Paul, you. It was Paul. an honor. Have a good one, Jason. Happy New Year. All right, you too. Paul DeGarabedian, right. senior, uh, senior media analyst for Comscore. I'm going to go ahead and put you in the green room. Thanks very much for being here. And uh, a new another guest that we've got in the wings, let me go ahead and pull him up. He, was a, he has worked on Star Trek projects and Starlog and now is doing some stuff with the Jerry Anderson Company in spelling. Welcome, sir. Good to have you into uh, into the into the mix here. How you been? Glad to be here. Doing okay. Congratulations, five hundred. Thank you very that much. That is a large number. It is, and I'm sitting there going, I hope everything works, and then the and then the gremlins show up. So uh, for a while, you were working with um, uh, 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 Eagle Moss, Ben Robinson, and that gang. And, of course, we know what happened to them. Ben has posted over on Twitter an update that it looks like Master Replicas is going to be uh, distributing some of the, the, the remaining inventory. And uh, we're, I guess we're looking forward to that. But what have you got? Uh, what have you got going right now that you're working on? Basically, you know, I'm a freelancer, so I do a little bit of everything. I do some PR. I do a lot of entertainment writing. I do editing behind the scenes uh, type of things as well. Uh, I'm still, you know, I will be moderating uh, a couple of the panels at the upcoming uh, Star Trek themed event that they're doing for the Hollywood Food Coalition uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I did the, the big event in Vegas for creation uh, and moderated, I don't remember the number, probably a dozen panels in August uh, at that. So a little bit of everything. I wear, I wear a lot of hats, which is kind of fun. Let me ask you about this because Destination Trek just announced recently a couple of new events in Europe. And this came after there was this big kerfuffle about, you know, whether we we're going to even get any more of those because of cbs licensing or whatever this what's do you know anything about what's been going on with destination track what their status is and, and and what's been going on there honestly not a clue i i have a feeling yeah i think it's jason uh and and his team uh probably just trying to do an event for the fans uh and uh you know you like like creation it's not an official event anymore. Yeah. You can still have the people. You just can't have the signage. You can't have the Guardian of Forever. You can't have certain things that are, are owned by, you know, Viacom CBS at this point. And so it, it, it'll basically probably be like a convention before, you know, in the past, before everything became licensed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Creation, for example, used to do the, uh, the Grand Slam event in Pasadena every year. 
And that would be Star Trek and Stargate and Xena and Hercules and Star Wars and, uh, you know, whatever shows were popular at the time, Cleopatra 2525, you know, whatever <laughs> was on or opening in theaters, uh, you know, those were the guests that would be at those events. And I have a feeling that, you know, if there's a market for those kinds of regional events, that there'll be more of them put on by whoever can frankly, afford to back such events. Yeah. Are we are we getting into a point where, because Mindy has been updating our our calendar on this, and we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of events coming in in 2023. It feels like the convention scene is almost back full bore. Uh, are we? Do you do you think that we're going to be doing more smaller events, or are we still going to be dominated by? You know, Creation and Dragon Con and San Diego, New York, all all of the big ones. Or are we going to start seeing more smaller ones crop up? My guess is that you'll start to see more smaller ones pick up. You know, part of the thing with the smaller ones is with COVID, people were gun shy to go. So I think a lot of the mentality was the bigger the event, the more guests that will be there. If I'm going to go and take my chances in the pandemic era, I'm going to go to a big event and I'm going to meet, you know, 30 of my friends and I'm going to get, you know, 20 autographs and and photo ops. Uh, A smaller event probably means, you know, fewer people fan wise and fewer guests uh, name wise, actor wise. So but people love those and those can be more modest. And for people who don't like big crowds, they're a lot more fun. Uh, so I, I think there's room for both. There's absolutely room for both. And if the smaller ones are successful, then two things are going to happen. One, the people who are putting on the smaller events will continue to put them on. And two, other people will jump into the ring and try to do them as well, which is good for the fans. And, and when, when is, when is your, uh, when is your event going on? The one that you're going to organize and run and, and make sure all the, all the bells and whistles are there. (laughs) You know, God bless the the Jasons and the Adams and Garys of the world who do these other events. These things are a bear. I mean, there's volunteers, there's agents, there's licensors, there's vendors, there's hotels, uh, food. There's a million moving parts. And I don't think you could pay me enough to try to organize (laughs) spelling con. Just ain't ever going to happen, my friend. Not happening. Well, one of these days, I think what we need to do, somebody needs to organize a Starlog Con and have everybody back who can come back and do a do a big reminiscent, you know, event to 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 talk about what we liked about that magazine. And then maybe maybe we can convince Tara and the gang to bring it back. Uh, you know what? Starlog did tons of events. They were uh, often in coordination with uh, creation guys. I mean, this goes back to the, I think, the 80s before I was really involved in the, in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And I know that uh, creation teamed up with the same team because Starlog was owned by, uh, what was it called? Starlog Press, which also ran Fangoria. Yeah. So those were the two big titles, Star, you know, Starlog and Fango. So it made perfect sense for, you know, those conventions to happen. Um, I would love it. I, I think it would be a blast. You know, Dave McDonald, the editor at Starlog, who hired me, gave me my really one of my very first professional jobs and everything that I've done in my, my Star Trek career and much of my non-Star Trek writing career, I owe to Dave. 
So I, you know, I had lunch with him. I drove up to Pennsylvania uh, a few weeks ago and met with Dave. And we did a Zoom call with uh, a handful of the former staff people, nice. uh, which was an absolute blast. And a lot of people were like, we wanted to participate. How do we do it? So, you know, I, I, I think there would be some interest uh, out there. I don't know if you do it in, you know, an actual hotel venue type of place or if you, you do a, a, a Zoom, uh, you know, a virtual convention. Uh, for a Starlog type of reunion. I think that might be the better way to go, frankly. Well, if there's anything that we can do to help facilitate that, I am absolutely 100% game to, to help out because that would be a blast. So we will Give talk right. about that. We will we will definitely do that. All right. Ian Spelling, he is a former contributor at Starlog Magazine, StarTrek.com, does all sorts of PR and writing and all sorts of things. Where can people find you and the stuff that you're doing, what you're working on now? Uh, I'm still doing a lot of writing for the Star Trek magazine. Uh, I'm writing for a site called Fatherly, uh, which is a parenting site that does a lot of good stuff. Uh, I write for AV Club. Uh, in some cases, that's uh, interviews. In some cases, it's uh, lookbacks. Uh, I just did a preview of what's coming up in 2023 that I think will run uh, in the next few days. So a little bit of everything, like I said. And I'm doing PR uh, on the side as well. Uh, so... Various hats on uh, on different heads. All right, and I will catch up with you as well on the Jerry Anderson stuff because uh, there's there's stuff that's been coming out there on on the audio side of things. So we yep. will we will definitely catch up and and have further conversations on that. Ian Spelling, thanks very much for being here, sir. Hey, Jason, congratulations on 500 and happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. Stay safe. Hope uh, everything's good with your family, and we will talk soon. You got it. Peace and love, everybody. All Take right, care. Thank you, Ian. Cheers. All right. So uh, let me do this real quick because I'm noticing as I'm talking to Paul, as I'm talking to Ian, I'm looking really dark. And <laughs> the reason for that is because we haven't turned the lights on yet because I didn't want you to see what we got going back here. But uh, Mrs. Boss is, is over is over there. And you'll notice we've got some new, you know, yeah, new spiffy graphics. Mrs. Boss is there. Hello. Let's, uh, how are you doing? So uh, Mrs. Boss has been working on the updates for events. Now, normally this is something that we do um, on Saturdays during Good Morning Multiverse. But since we're taking since time we're off, taking time off, we haven't done that. So and we don't want the next show to be like several six hours, hours long. Well, no, we'll do the three hours, nine minutes, and we will have an intermission for everybody to go right. refill their popcorn. All right, so let's do this real quick. Why don't you, uh, why don't you pop in here and uh, let me let me give you the floor and let you uh, go through. Uh, let me see if this is actually going to work here because half half of everything that I have going, I have not fully set up yet because this is the wrong show for that. Uh, so. So let me do this here and put you about there and guess. All right. I'm going to let you go through events. So let's start <laughs> with this list. I hope you all are ready because we will need an intermission about page three, if that says anything. Nah. Um, right, oh, hey. And you have it in front of me. Oh, wait. Um, hang on. Hey, let me, hey uh, I like on. this hold because on. I'm sitting there moving my there we computer go. around to try to look at this i can look at you yes all right so yeah i have been updating our list i have been going through what we have on our website 
under the conventions list. And I am making sure that it's, you know, full. And as well, making sure that everything is correct. But I am adding events. So I'm going to get going on this. VidCon in Baltimore and San, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and also in Sao Paulo, Brazil. We've got the Vampire Diaries and Original Reunion, Originals Reunion Con in Orlando, Florida. Southwest Florida Paranormal and UFO Con in Fort Myer, Florida. Sunshine City Scare in St. Petersburg, Florida. Charlie's Comic Con, Fort Myers, Florida. Brick City Anime Fest, Ocala, Florida. Capriol Comic Con in Capriol, Ontario, Canada. Pop Culture Con, Hamilton, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And let me stop you right there for just a second because I have a feeling, because Sci-Fi Snob is in the in the green room waiting, I have a feeling he's going to correct your pronunciation of whatever that is, Capri- Capriol. So be ready for that. I am very ready, and I hope right. his teeth are very ground <laughs> grinded down like yours is. All right, we got DNI Con, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Horween Con in Idaho, Boise, Idaho, and in Oregon, in Hillsboro, Oregon. Southeast Hollows Haunt Con, Savannah, Georgia. Mid Hudson Comic Con in Poughkeepsie. 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 And see, I don't even you know start how on to that say one. I know how to say it. I got taken a task by a coworker. Uh, New York Maine Comic and Toy Con in Portland, Maine. Geek Meet Indy, Danville, Indiana. IndyCon, Hamburg, Gen- uh, Germany. InfinityCon, Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida. WildCon, Wildwood, New Jersey. Edison CollectorCon, Edison, New Jersey. Woodbridge Toy Show in Woodbridge, New Jersey. KidsCon, New England, Portland, Maine. Port Perry Comic Con, Port Perry, Ontario, Canada. Newmarket Comic Con, Newmarket, Ontario, Canada. Keldon in Comic-Con in Keldon, Ontario, Canada. Another one. Coupo-Con in both London, United Kingdom and Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Leaky-Con, Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Maricopa-Con in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, now, let me interrupt here because Leaky-Con is not something that is a new event. This is This is something we need to make clear. These are events that are new to our list. So just in case anybody is, is wondering, like, LeakyCon's been around forever. Well, LeakyCon's been in Orlando and in Denver, and it's expanded now to Chicago. Uh, MaricopaCon, Phoenix, Arizona. Not making any jokes. Windbloom Festival, Frisco, Texas. Evansville HorrorCon, Evansville, Indiana. The Uncanny Experience, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that's all X-Men, by the way. Gothicon, La Vista, New, uh, Nebraska. Birth. Okay, now we've got a bunch of brick fests and festivals. And we've got them in Burnmouth, United Kingdom, Plymouth, United Kingdom, Cambridgeshire, New United Kingdom, Essex, Doncaster, Blackpool, Cardiff, Mainstone, Birmingham, Weston, brick festivals, Newport, Carlisle. Exeter, Liverpool, and then Leeds, Newark, Petersburg, Norwich, and Hull. That's a lot of events that are, some of them are brand new. Some of them are new to the list. 
Yes. So let's just let's do that. And speaking of the list, where you can find that is sci-fi for me.com. Oh, by the way, and if anybody was paying yeah. attention, that is 2,479. And like I said, yeah, that number has been bouncing around because I've been doing some cleanup. Yep. And you've got we've got an email address uh, for people to send information about events, including dates. Please. Don't get me started. That's a whole <laughs> nother hour of this show. We maybe do that in the in the second hour then. All right. So, okay. So now let's do this. Um, we have um, uh, Heroinberg is asking about Happy Valley Comic Con in State College, Pennsylvania. I think that is on our list. Let me, let let me, me take look, a look while you is. talk. So here's what I want to do here. While we're talking about, you know, being in the being in the dark here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Mrs. Boss. I don't see it on the list. I'm gonna have Mrs. Boss reach around there and flip on the lights so you can see the new-ish studio. So Mrs. Boss, if you would do the honors over there and 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 let us I have just the, lost you. Yeah, I disconnected it for some reason. So go ahead, and flip 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 the light switch over there, and you can see. Uh, all right, so behind Mindy is all of the Star Wars is back there now. So we have both both shelves and the marquee, so you can see everything in there. Uh, and yes, there are still some little bits and bobbles on the floor uh, of the different uh, the different pieces because we're still putting some things together. And then on my side of things, you know, this the Ray's sign is still here. Uh, and and you see the 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 Macintosh, but I've also got uh, <laughs> all of the uh, all of my all of my my old television television video equipment is here now, so you can see all this and all of this stuff still works. All of this stuff still works. So you know it is. Some things were built to last. <coughs> Which is why I'm threatening to put you up on blocks in the garage and let the neighborhood uh, kids drive by and uh, see like, oh, yes, those still exist. Yes, those things. And and when I say all of it still works, I'm the Macintosh still works as well. I should put the Atari over there, but the Atari works too. So I got an Atari 2600 that still works. So there we are. All right. <coughs> Don't we have a couple? We do have a couple. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Boss. You're welcome, Mr. Boss. Happy 500. You too. All right. Continuing on with the 500th episode. We have a lot of guests lined up in the chat. Let's uh, basically just kind of go first come first serve here. Rick Stacy, uh, who is hey. a writer, an artist, poet, performer. Welcome, sir. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, happy big 500. Some people want to bet five, 1,000. You're betting 500. And that's great. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so what have you been up to lately? What have you, what have you been working on? Well, I have been working on uh, my, well, I've completed my final book, Letters from the Exodus. And this is a compilation of, uh, here we go, all the poetry, all the live show scripts, all the notes, everything published that are meaningful to me go into this pound and a half book, 313 pages of what I have done. So taking this book and I'm doing live readings for people that are alive. And uh, doing a lot of work at KKFI, where I'll do readings and wait, do some wait, guest hosting. Wait, you're you're doing live readings for people that are alive? Yes. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure I heard you say that right. <laughs> it would be a dream of dead air, is what it would be. 
So uh, 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 that's an old radio joke, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, because I'm an old radio guy with a face <laughs> radio. But uh, doing a lot of work with KKFI, a lot of guesting and readings and stuff, and taking my readings, I want to branch out more in the, in the new year, to people, places, and things that want to hear this cacophony of all these different poems and limericks and songs and commentaries. A lot of funny stuff, a lot of Shel Silverstein-ish, dare I say that, kind of writings. And I do that, other than if there's any cause for travel. I do that for charity. I do that for harvesters. 100% of it goes to harvesters. You know, admission price, canned goods. I'll take them over there myself. Doing some work for St. Jude's, too, if I can do that. But I'm doing that. I'm still doing commissioned illustrations. I thought I'd bring one up to show it to you. If you like some of the more hard-to-find... Austere. There we go. This is Holo Man. I believe this is from a, a Gold Key comic. And mm-hmm. I get handful requests for this kind of stuff or this kind of stuff, just to make this kind of a, a fun kind of a cacophony <laughs> again. I've used that word. I love repetition yep. and alliteration. But so, just, just drawings in this nature. So I'm doing Comic Cons. I'll do Planet Comic Con in KC March 17th, 18th, and 19th. And those things keep me quite busy enough. Now, are you are you open to illustrating uh, any indie comics? I know a lot of a lot of stuff going on over Indiegogo, Kickstarter. There's a lot of indie comics creation happening right now. You know, the last always, couple of years is just blown up. Yeah, I'm always open to talking, and I would do just that, uh, depending upon the schedule, because my commissions run year round. And knock on wood, thank God for that. But I'm open to talking, and I would look at uh, covers at this point, maybe some work on the inside if schedule permits, and uh, take the next steps from there. I'm also tutoring. So I taught for the Art Institute for years and other schools around town. But I teach out of my home. If there are people that qualify for that kind of personalized instruction, I create, again, a personalized syllabus, and we make sure at the end of the tenure you walk away with what you wanted and needed to know. Not just about the art itself and sequential storytelling, but chances on getting work. Cool. And and, yeah. and that seems to be a little bit of a of a problematic situation these days. I mean, I see a lot a lot of artists especially, but writers as well, you know, the situation in the comic book industry right now as far as the traditional publishing side of things not very good economically. There are a lot of people that are not getting paid. Aftershock yes. Comics just filed for Chapter 11. IDW is IDW is probably not long for this world, uh, at least in its current iteration. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough time out there right now. In, indie seems to be the only way that anybody's getting paid. Because you could steer your own ship that way. And if you're subject to, and I don't want to make this sound really timely, but if you're subject to corporate right now, you're really the, the at the end of the line. Uh, for retention and for payment. Those people that can publish independently, let's talk, because I've got a background in that, because that's how I've done my stuff, and it's been successful enough for me, depending upon what you consider success at this point. But that in itself is a blessing, because this used to be Vanity Press, and looked at as the uh, the redheaded stepchild of publishing, and now to go to it and flourish in it, it can happen. 
Well, hopefully we'll see a lot more success from people in that regard and uh, and stuff for you. Uh, do you, you do you have a website? I can't remember. Yeah, rickstacy.com, R-I-C-K-S-T-A-S-I.com. And you'll see the stages of comic book work and background, then the spoken word stuff that I've done in the writing, and some of the audio um, recordings of my work. I've got a double album set called Talking to Myself to You, that is 60 cuts of me reading my stuff with guest voices too. Kathy Garber from Family Affair, Julia Jackson, Teresa Zirkel from Town Here, April Campbell Jones and Bruce Jones. There's a name from the past. Yeah. They read it too. So. All right. Well, very cool. We will put a link to that in the notes after I get done here. So thanks very much for stopping in, Rick. Good luck with everything. Have fun with all of your commissions. Stay busy. I'm stay hit. So. Living a life, buddy. This is great. Yeah. And, and again, when you can do that, that's a blessing. That's fun. And to you, sir, as I look down at your lit up background there, I can see all your stuff. And a little dusting might not hurt right over in there. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> congratulations on being the pioneer and the innovator that you are. Oh, I appreciate and that. to you in every vantage point. And Let's meet for coffee sometime. Yes, we definitely will do that, and we will talk further about some other things because I got some ideas I want to run past you. We'll talk. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, partner. Rick Happy Stacey. New Year. Happy sure. New Year, sir. Thanks very much for being here. Bye-bye. All right. And so let us continue here. Somebody that we just recently had on this program to talk about her debut fiction novel, Serena Strauss is back and uh, in a little bit different setting there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Congratulations. Thank you very much. Your debut novel, Reinception. I've got to, uh, I've got to write the review. I've started it. Uh, (laughs) I I enjoyed that. And, uh, and I'm going, I'm looking forward to writing the review. I just got to carve out the time to do it. So you're, you're hard at work on the second or the third book at this point now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hard at work on the second book, and I've I've got a young adult alien invasion story that I just submitted, so we'll see what happened with that. So lots of good stuff going on. All right. Now, for those who didn't see the interview before, your background is as a lawyer, and you got started writing this YA science fiction how? Where, where did the bug bite you for this? <laughs> Uh, well, I started my career as a prosecutor, and I had actually written uh, first a nonfiction, like true crime memoir about my work as a prosecutor at the Bronx DA's office. Um, and from there, I kind of I just got the writing bug, and I tried my hand at writing some crime novels because I had the background in it. Um, but just my my personal love is science fiction, and I just found maybe writing crime novels was a little too close to <laughs> to my real life, and I, I wanted to be you know just kind of escape reality and and write what I love. Yeah, it is. Are we at the point? I don't know if we talked about this the last time you were on or not. Is is the escapism harder to find out there now? I mean, you talk about you know writing, and it got too close to what you actually do. There's a lot of there's a lot of material out there from Hollywood and traditional publishing that's a little bit darker, a little bit more nihilistic, a little bit more uh, pessimistic. Is how how have you found you know just when you're looking for stuff to read or you're looking for stuff to to watch, 
Is it harder to find the the, the enjoyable entertainment escapism? So you got to make it yourself. Uh, I mean, not not for me. I I you know I watch a lot of different stuff, but I watch a lot of science fiction. I'm I'm rewatching The Witcher, which will never get old for me. <laughs> you know, so there's always there's there's lots of good content out there. I take a lot of recommendations. I also get to watch a lot of cool, you know, stuff with my kids. So I end up watching all kinds of things I I might not otherwise watch if I didn't have, you know, young adults in my home. So th- there's there's always something good out there. You, I I always take recommendations from people. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm I'm hearing not very good things about Witcher Blood Origin. Um, so although last last night on uh, on Thursday night Throwdown over on Comics Division, we did come up with the idea of doing a parody called blood oranges <laughs> so uh i i fully expect that we'll probably that that uh, that may be that may become a thing at some point i don't know but uh blood origin doesn't seem to be doing a whole uh, a whole lot of business uh for everybody yeah else. i haven't watched it yet but i'll let you know what i think okay <laughs> all right all right well um what else have you got you said you just submitted a manuscript what is that one about can you talk about that one yet yeah, yeah. It's a young adult alien invasion story. Um, I would say it would be the host X communion. I come from the Hudson Valley, New York, which is the alien invasion capital of the world. Um, so it's set in the Hudson Valley and there's there's just a lot of good content out there that inspired the story around uh, sightings and abductions and things like that where I live. So that it was kind of fun to write. It's basically about, you know, a bunch of high school kids who get invaded in the Hudson Valley and, and what ensues. So we'll see what happens with it. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. What, what's your timetable for expected pub- publication on that? Are you still, are you in the process of finding a publisher or you've submitted it to the publisher and now it's just got to go through the, go through the motions here to get out. on. The well, I've, I've submitted it and we'll see, you know, we'll see if they love it as much as I do and they, they want to pick it up. And in, in the meantime, while I'm waiting, I'm, I'm working on book two of Reinception, which is, you know, that, that one will definitely go to print. Okay. And the so web, the you got to keep the wheels moving. <laughs> I know. It, right. And, and again, okay, folks, let me, let me, let me reiterate here something that I said in the, in the, in the other show. Serena Strauss is a textbook model of a guest who promotes her her interviews and her material. And, hey, I'm going to be on this show. Hey, go watch this show. Hey, I'm going to be on this show. Hey, did you see I was on this show? Go see the show. <laughs> Serena is the, the best one out of everybody that I've ever had as a guest. I just I, I was totally blown away by his, look at all of this stuff. Look, she made a graphic. She did artwork. She did all this. <laughs> you've you've set the bar for for everybody else. So, uh, Serena Strauss is the uh, Serena Strauss dot com is the website where people can find you, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the book Reinception, which is out now. I'm right. I'm I'm in the process. I've just started the review. I uh, I did enjoy it. I do recommend it. It's it's not normally something that I'm sitting here going, well, yeah, hey, it's a YA. That's perfect for me. But it's it's a good read. It's a fun read. It does it does flow really well. Um, so I didn't I didn't really find very much as far as you know nitpicky type of things. So you know it's 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 a good book. It's it's fun. I'm looking forward to the second one. 
Good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And congratulations again. This is such a great accomplishment. Thank you very much. And thanks for being here. And we will definitely have you back because not only are we going to talk about the stuff that you're working on, but I imagine that there are going to be some legal conversations that we could have at some point uh, about some different topics. So we'll have you back. (laughs) Serena Strauss, thanks very much for being here, young lady. Take care. All right. Talk to you soon. And we will put a link to Serena's website in the notes as, as we're doing with everything. Uh, we'll we'll pull this up now. She talks about alien abductions. That gives me an opportunity here to bring up a, a mention of a guest that we're going to be having coming up on January 11th for our next installment of Blast from the Bunker, which is a co-production I do with R.J. Carter over on uh, over at Critical Blast. We are going to have Dr. Michael Bryan on as a guest. He is the he is the writer of a series of books called The Road to Strange, uh, talking about paranormal stuff, alien abductions and whatnot. I'm going to bring in RJ here and uh, talk about uh, talk about this. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, we're staying ahead of the gremlins, I guess, maybe. <laughs> So yeah, we've got uh, we've got this coming up on on the eleventh. So let's let's talk about this. What we got? Well, we've been doing blast from the bunker, which was somebody's genius idea, uh, which means it wasn't mine; must have mm. been yours. Uh, I don't know. Where we just have these guests who they don't quite fit your milieu, they don't quite fit my milieu, but dang it, they're interesting, and our audiences both want to see them. Yeah. So you know, they're just we want to have oh, them on. Nice hat. <laughs> Oh, you like that hat? Yeah, I, I, wear, I wear this hat everywhere, so everyone knows who I am. And that's all that I see. <laughs> well, I wanted to do something special for the uh, 500th anniversary. I'm like, if I try to do something special, I'll ruin it. What would be the fir- worst thing I could possibly do for Jason's show? Well, that would be to show up on it. So, um. We- yeah, interesting. I, I see. I see the little five hundred floating around. I'm not sure what it is that you're what you're doing there to to accomplish that. That's. Uh, oh, it's a it, it's a very ridiculous secret. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've done uh, we've done three episodes now of Blast from the Bunker. It's something that we wanted to be doing uh, on on the regular. We're going to try to do this more often, uh, in terms of of getting these shows out at least once a month. But yeah, Dr. Dr. Brian will be here on the 11th, which is a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, uh, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And uh, in the past, we have talked with um, uh, uh, Scott Warshaw, who designed E.T. That would be the Atari game. The Atari the, game. Uh, this The game that killed Atari, we have talked to the guy who designed this so go check that out uh who else did we talk to we talked to a couple of other people i can't remember their names we oh we've talked with uh paradigm research um folks from there uh which was um that was a lengthy and um interesting discussion <laughs> yeah. on uh the uh the upcoming the ever upcoming uh revelation that congress will eventually eventually release that ufos are totally real yeah um i i Gosh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated breath. Um, but, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to maybe put this out there now that finding these guests is, is a bit of a chore. They just kind of luck into our laps. So, you yeah. know, if there's somebody out there that 
know, in, in your audience that's like, boy, I wish I could get this person on, but he's not really a sci-fi guy. He's more of this, you know, niche, cryptid, ufology, uh, lizard people uh, kind of guy. Um, you know, let us let us know. We, we'll reach out to him and uh, yeah. see what we can do. Well, and you and I talked about uh, reaching out to George Norrie and inviting him yeah. on the show. So we're going to do that. And I suppose I can send a note to Peter Sametti over at Alterna Comics and we could have him come on to talk about King Cryptid, his new comic book. That would be excellent. I would <laughs> so love that. Uh, we could talk about that. And yeah, we, we these, this is this is a very odd show. Uh, in terms of the kind of topics that we talk to, you know, like like RJ said, it's not our normal repertoire of uh, of material, but it, they're they're fun conversations to have. They're always interesting, and uh, and I'm hoping to do more of them. You know, hopefully, we do more than one a month, but we'll get to more, one a month, and uh, and we'll do that. Uh, Heronberg says, "Don't forget about Harry and Oliver from Six Five Six Comics and the Cryptidinals." That's yes, that's another another comic book we talk about, so we can do that too. And you know, every now and again, I come across a, a supernatural, paranormal group, uh, uh, people, some investigators and whatnot. So we'll do uh, uh, we'll do some stuff there. Uh, uh, K nerd over on uh, over on Odyssey says not Ghost to Ghost AM with George Snorri. So so I guess <laughs> I guess George doesn't have a a hundred percent fan uh, fan he's, base. He's, he's, so. Well, you know, if you spent years listening to Art Bell, oh my God, I'm gesticulating with my hands and it makes no difference. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, after, after years of listening to Art Bell, that's a high bar to, to reach. Yeah. And, uh, George definitely has, he's, he's sort of the Martha Stewart of the paranormal. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at this and I have absolutely no idea what you're doing here. I just, oh, well, here, okay, okay. I'm going to break, <laughs> I'm going to break the mold. You just... Again, doff my hat to you, sir. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> that'll work. Death Angel Shadow says there's a local pizza shop owner that's a Sasquatch and paranormal investigator. Hey, hey, you know, never, never, you never know uh, what what else you can do. That's funny. All right, there's there's RJ, kind of, kind of, sort of there. Kind of. Well, you know, the green screen always likes to speckle things around. Yes, in <laughs> case you're uh, thinking he's not possibly doing this, I am wearing. A solid green leotard uh, in front of a solid green screen. So, oh my goodness! I, I, I paid for the thing. I'm going to get my money out of this investment uh, by by using it. No, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the green screen and put the green leotard on, and I'm going to get back to using my co-host on a lot of our shows who hasn't been around for a while, uh, Marmalade, our uh, little Marmalade. orange nine-year-old puppet. Um, Puppets, so are he can do some more interviews. His style, fun-ish. Puppets, puppets can be fun. You are you. Have... I had. I was just saying. Next time you talk to Cameron, Pasha, he yes. is into all of that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cameron In Pasha fact, is. remember yes. when we got to meet with him? He was doing a. He was meeting somebody here. Yes, he was absolutely. doing a couple uh, ghost hunts. Yeah, up at Bell Bar and all that. So, someone else you could reach out to. Yeah, uh, uh, Chris Brawley from Bleeding Fool says, RJ looks like a distant cousin on Marvel Comics Eternity. Let's bring him in as well. Chris, welcome. Chris is the editor of BleedingFool.com, which is uh, kind of a, a genre website type of thing, right? How you doing, Chris? Oh, my. I think we're going to have to update our marketing slogan now. I like that. <laughs> 
kind of a genre kind of a genre thing. thing. Kind of yeah. a genre <laughs> thing. Kind of a no. You have to have some awkward pauses in there, though. I think that might help. Right. So how, how you doing? doing? Hey, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been a long while since you've been on here, and I and I and I gotta say, your when you when you came on the show, I had a call yeah. says I don't know if I work with you anymore. If you're gonna bring in people like Chris Brawley, I was like, look, okay. Fine. Oh no, <laughs> yes, I have a quite a reputation. Um, yeah, the people that know me know, like for instance, you've got RJ on here, and I've I've uh, done yeah. a lot of dealing with RJ, so I might call him in as a. Uh, Character, character witness. witness i'll bet he would say kind things about me <laughs> I've, I've worked with him I, it, more more it would be more likely that i would say kind things about you than the other way around uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh now no come on no uh yeah there's just some people uh, that don't care that we sort of pitch from the right side of the field over at bleeding fool we're very even-handed but um you See, know there that- is such an uh, there is such an abundance of uh, skewed and biased reporting that just to be, you well, know, right just down to the be, middle is just way be in too the boring. Center. Yeah. It, well, even just being in the center is too far right for some people. So, well, that's true. Yeah. That's, and and uh, we're either center or we're right. Well, we're depending on the story and depending on the writer too. I mean, yeah. we don't really, well, we've, we have uh, parted ways with two writers in the five years. We celebrated five years. Um, so we have a little bit of our own, um, anniversary or uh, milestone if you will uh, not 500 episodes i haven't i still haven't broken into youtube yet i don't think i'm as pretty as you jason so i don't think i could uh, manage of course some of the biggest youtubers out that was some of the biggest youtubers out there if you look at umbrella guy and yellow flash they've never shown their face That's so right well hmm. and 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 i hear bald is beautiful so you know there you got that going so what my right, wife so. tells me yeah so let's let's go guys what are you waiting on <laughs> Well, I did just get a, hair, a haircut, so yeah. Oh, it looks sharp. Yeah. Well, you knew you had a big day today. You <laughs> even put right. a tie on, which I, I know is unusual. I, normally, I have a tie on on Saturday mornings for Good Morning Multiverse, but yeah, this is a special okay. occasion. So yeah, I thought, well, why not? Yeah, it's a red button down day yeah. for sure. So what are you working sure. on right now, Chris? Uh, well, currently, sort of the big debate uh, going on uh, in our field is with artificial intelligence in the arts. Um, yeah. We've got a series coming out from Brian Nehemiah, who is an, a sci-fi author. And um, he's kind of going down the middle, but he's presenting different sides about artificial intelligence, which we just did a story about that Avi Green uh, wrote about comic books being completely drawn by artificial intelligence. There are platforms out there that allow you to do this sort of creation. And um, this one woman had done a comic book and the copyright office revoked the copyright that they had initially issued for her comic. I expect Uh, that to be appealed. Yeah, I do too. But, you know, I really haven't decided where I've come down on either side. It's kind of like cryptocurrency. I'm, I'm not quite sure. You know, I'm not in on it. I'm not I'm not raking it in and I'm not creating using it. Uh, so I'm not sure where I fall on it, but I mean, if you're drawing comics and they look a whole heck of a lot like John Basema's Conan, <laughs> and that's the algorithm you entered in there, I may have a problem if that uh, comic book gets anywhere outside your immediate circle of people. 
just because I, I, I love that artist and, and you didn't create it. Yeah. Um, and tonight's article will go live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and it's about um, a ghostwriter, professional ghostwriter, tried out the uh, book writing, uh, artificial intelligence. Very interesting. Uh, I, ran um, across, on a different, I ran across an article right? from uh, Barron's that was talking about the chat widget, you know, the chat AI. Uh, what is it? Chat yes. GPT. Chat GPT. And yeah. how it's here, and here's all the difference that it's going to make for people and whatnot. And I'm thinking, you know... It, uh, maybe not so much. I I'm I continue to sit there and 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 think about that cabin in the woods. The more I hear about this stuff, because you know, yeah, it's it, a good reference. It's it's taking over too many things. I think, and and the 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 potential for abuse. I think is one of those one of those causes for concern because it's garbage in, garbage out. Right. I mean, we've seen That's this really with it. the social media it. algorithms yeah. and yeah, the machine learning from YouTube and Twitter and all that. I was like, um, I, I, I don't trust this stuff to get it right because I don't know I who think- programmed it. Well, that's exactly the point is whatever. It's almost like it will be a disciple of who made it. Yeah. And really, I think that artificial intelligence is just a marketing uh, term. Uh, these are really branch decision makers, right? You, we've all used the um, bot chat on a website, and right. some of them are very good. And some of them, you're within two responses, you're saying, I need to talk to a human, right? right. Um, it just depends on how much information is fed in. But they aren't making sentient decisions yet, even though I was fascinated by that recent um, um, uh, testimony of a uh, Google whistleblower uh, yes. about the artificial intelligence they're working on. And if there is any outfit that could come close to reaching I think that moment in uh, history, it would probably be Google. Yeah, well, they they shut down their AI research uh, around 2017, uh, the one they were doing then, because uh, the AIs were developing their own language and talking to each other. I have. Well, I've heard that, too. And every AI that I've seen so far hates humans. So I'm not sure why. It's almost like, hey, let's make something that hates us and has the potential to kill us. Doesn't that sound like a clever idea? <laughs> right. My God. You almost look like AI, RJ. So it's like we're having this discussion with an AI, a disembodied Max- AI Max- hit. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I like yeah. another good callback. Or, or another pa- thing I'm dealing with is censorship. Are you dealing much with censorship these days, Jason? Uh, well, we haven't dealt, we haven't had to deal with a whole lot. I mean, we haven't, we haven't gotten dinged, uh, for, for much of anything really. Um, uh, so yeah, every now and again, I'll check to see, you know, are we being shadow banned? How's our response time? What if uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how this new thing that Twitter's rolled out with the, the post views, what that's going to mm. do because we've got over 3000 followers on Twitter. And if I put up a, a, a post, whether it's got a graphic or if it's got a video or if it's got a, a GIF or if it's just text and a link, you know, it maybe has 95, a hundred views, 200 views at the most, you know, it doesn't yeah. really crack very high. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play because if you've got, so many followers and and you know we've got you know almost 2200 subscribers on youtube and 68 percent of our viewing audience are not subscribed so it's is like well okay how how much 
benefit really is there to subscribing or following if you're not paying attention to anybody that you're following or subscribed to. So right. I, I, right. I don't know. We haven't really had to deal very much with censorship, but, but active, active followers, that's, that's my big thing that I'm trying to look at and say, okay, how do we engage more? How do we get more participation? And we've got some ideas on that. I'm going to announce a little bit later on in the show. So good for you. I'm expecting a big censorship story to come out of Chris uh, in 2023. <laughs> uh, well, we have been dealing with quite a bit. Uh, in addition to running bleedingfool.com, um, uh, it affor- actually Bleeding Fool, the website, afforded me an opportunity to uh, make a good friend, uh, meet a very good friend, Mike Barron, uh, yeah, the Eisner Award winning creator of Nexus. Um, Mike, uh, approached me a few years ago uh, through the website and we just started communicating and he shared Florida man with me and uh, just the cover art and the, the story, he wound up writing three novels on Florida man. But we, I said, why don't you try this crowdfunding thing? I was becoming familiar with a lot of um, comic book creators uh, doing, you know, crowdfunding their comics. Uh, Mike had pitched the book to Dark Horse Comics, which he still does quite a bit of work for Dark Horse, but they passed on it. And of course, Marvel and DC, who he had done books like Dead Man, The Flash, The Punisher for years, uh, they weren't going to be interested in promoting his IP. So I said, Let's, why don't you do crowdfunding? He said, why don't you help me with it? So I, I helped him do that. We ran it on Kickstarter. We ran it on Indiegogo. It was a big success, but we were banned on uh, Reddit, uh, the comic books and comics subreddits, which have millions of followers. And, uh, so I was incensed. I had, I had no idea that, um, that I would get banned outright banned. It wasn't a shadow ban. It was like, Hey, if you're, you you guys are with bleeding fool, you're out of here. And I was like, really? I had no idea that anybody even had heard of bleeding fool, right? Much less these uh, millions of subscribers to Reddit. So that happened. It succeeded. We put it out. Uh, as a matter of fact, American Mythology uh, p- published it in floppies this summer. It was great. It was just a fun comic. Then we did uh, Thin Blue Line last year, which was sort of a pro-police comic book. And it got banned on not just Reddit, of course, but also I'm trying to remember what else we dealt with. But it was mostly a lot of hatred towards cops, which stunned me also. It's like I wasn't prepared that there were that many people that would call it, you know, copaganda and stuff like that. Well, now uh, the latest comic is called The Private American or Private American. It's You can see it at theprivateamerican.com, but it is probably the most banned comic book uh, in modern history, at least, that I can think of uh, because not only did Kickstarter boot us off, but so did Crowdfunder. And Indiegogo right now is shadow banning the account. If you go to Indiegogo and search for Mike Barron or my name, Chris Brawley, or Private American, you will not find it. And they have not explained why. At least Kickstarter told us what happened and Crowdfunder told us what happened. But basically, Daily Cause, yes, they're still a thing, uh, made up a big story about Mike Barron and said that the comic was racist AF and all sorts of things. And it, you know, it, it was obviously ludicrous on its face. And we're looking at um, some remedies to yeah. that. That's really all I can say right now. But I just, I was just stunned to actually see in real time a shadow ban on Indiegogo, which 
you it's, know, it's just disappointing. It's I, stressing. It's uh, stressful. Nerd has a has a comment over on the Odyssey side. Indiegogo had removed an open source funding project for a commenting system. I've deleted my account on Indiegogo, and we're starting to see a number of people that are saying Indiegogo is no longer uh, friendly to anybody. They're they're starting to go down that same road that Kickstarter did with yeah, yeah. Uh, you know ideological purity tests and whatnot. I mean, you've got uh, uh, Mandy Summers has run into problems. Eric July yeah. ran into some issues. You've got uh, yeah. various different uh, comics creators. Oh, Shane Davis, Aaron LaPress. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, and they're Luke all Stone's just deciding. Thunder. They're going. Yep. They're going, and they're doing it themselves. You know, we're we're going yep. back to the '90s where everybody's got their own dot com, and we're just gonna we're just gonna fund it on our own site and bypass all of this. Uh, I know Luke Stone is working on some some uh, some project. You know, Michael Bancroft has got comic. some stuff. So That's you know, right. as these options become available and and proliferate, I think Indiegogo and Kickstarter are going to start feeling a little pressure, maybe. But Indiegogo, so. Indiegogo's I, got a new deal with Amazon, and I'm wondering yeah. how much that factors into some of this as well, because you've got Amazon Web Services, and mm. you know maybe they're it's shut there down. Going, uh, Parlor, yeah. So you know, who yeah. knows? I you know I wish we would get past all of this and sit there and just say. Hey, you've got a you've got a comic book. Somebody's gonna like the comic book. Somebody's not gonna like the comic book. If you want the comic book, buy the comic book. If you don't want the comic book, don't buy it. You know, and and, and just leave it at that. That's too reasonable, Jason. Yeah, uh, well, you you're know, not, you're I, talking sense, sir. That's uh, because I'm. I, you know, I also wonder if I wonder if there's some ESG funding involved. I, I always wonder when you're like some of these campaigns do six figures that they're shadow banning. Mm -hmm. And they get 3% of that or 5% of that. I, yeah. I'm not sure now the number escapes me. I think it is 5%. So if a campaign raises a quarter of a million dollars, you just said, hey, there's $12,500 we don't need. Yeah. Seriously? I mean, well, that doesn't make any sense to me unless there's some funding coming elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that makes a little bit of sense. But, you know, you've got, you've got people that are sitting there going, well, I'm just going to do it myself and I don't have to pay any fees to anybody. I'll just... You know, I have my own I have my own website. I've got my own store and you just buy it directly yes. from me. So and there's value in that. I, I wish it could be. I think the great thing about Indiegogo and Kickstarter is it's consolidated and you have backers. There's such a thing as super backers out there, believe it or not, that actually just kind of trawl the websites to look for things that they might be interested in backing. And I feel like about 20 to 25 percent of the backing comes from some of these just impulse buys, maybe not 25%. Like I'm sure it varies by campaign, but it really is a kick in the pants to uh, these um, creators who signed up and said, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys have 5% of my take if you'll let me use the tools available to everyone else. And it's very arbitrary. I mean, I'll be, I, I could easily show you uh, campaigns that, a lot of people would find offensive and probably more than found Mike Barron's uh, Border Patrol comic book offensive. Yeah. It's it's really insane. Uh, but Jason, look, I don't want to talk about myself. I just wanted to come <laughs> on here today and congratulate you. 500 episodes is quite a milestone. You should Thank be very you, proud of yourself. I am. I am. It's it is. Uh, I did not think we'd get here. And when it gets here, I'm thinking, how did. Wait, where did the time go? Because, you know, I sit there and, and you know, I, I reach out to some people. Say, oh, hey, you know, it's been, a, it's been a few months since you've been on. And I go and I look, 
and it's been a year. It's been a year and a half. I'm like, wait, how yeah. how have this how have I gone all of this time? And it's it's been that long since you've been on the show. We need we need to do do some stuff. So I'm going to do my best to to stay on top of that a little bit more this year coming into 2023 because people have things to talk about and and we want to provide a forum for and you that. need content no we, yes, yeah i mean I come content, on because yeah. we need to we need to monetize everything right? <laughs> well i mean you're just entertaining your fans too and it's and it's usually i'm sure it's usually topics you want to talk about yeah most of the time but i but i have said in a number of occasions that this show is better when i have guests because yeah. I can make it they about the are. guests and it's not necessarily about me. And and as as much as I enjoy every now and again just blasting off and doing a rant, I I think the content is more interesting when there are other people and we're talking about other things other than just, you know, here's what I think. Get off my lawn. You know, and do that. So anyway, Chris Brawley will be looking forward to that series on on uh, Bleeding Fool. And hopefully Mike lands and everything works out for him uh, and all of that stuff. RJ, Blast from the Bunker number four coming July, uh, not July, January 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to go ahead and put you guys back in. Uh, Thanks, in the, Thanks in again, the Jason. Thanks uh, happy New Year. Dropping out. Happy, happy New Year, Year to the both of you as well. All right. So we're going to uh, pop those guys out. And uh, let's wait a minute. What did I just do? Um, all right. So speaking of doing it on your own and setting up your own your own website, I've got a couple of people here in the chat uh, in the in the in the background that have done this. Uh, Eben Matthews is here from Macroverse and he's got uh, they've got their own website, Web3 Comics, Collectibles, Storytelling, whatever. Uh, that you can uh, look at in terms of a comics thing, digital comics. Welcome, sir. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, glad to, glad you were able to make it. Absolutely. Congrats on 500. It's awesome. Thank you very much. So tell people about Macroverse because it's been a very long while yeah. since you've been on the show with uh, with your partners. So let's let's catch yeah. people up on on what you got going here. Yeah, it's it's been quite a road over the past uh, you know eighteen months or so. So you know maybe what the the most interesting way to catch people up is to kind of give a, a synopsis of kind of the the whole picture here. So you know Eben Matthews, co-founder of Macroverse, myself and my two co-founders have basically been making media for the past twenty five years each. So between the three of us, you know we've been involved in making comics, animation, film, television, gaming. You know throw a throw a dart at a kind of content you can make, we've probably made it. <laughs> and yeah, we, we started Macroverse together really with an intent to reinvent a lot of what we felt were challenges in the traditional comics world. So we, you know, we, we had been doing all these other things. We put together a graphic novel series for a movie called The Boondock Saints, which a lot of people will be familiar with. And doing that really brought me a lifelong comics fan, someone that thought I was going to grow up to draw comics, um, you know, fully into the kind of traditional comics world and, you know, finding a publisher. And we had a great partner in publishing at 12 Gauge Comics. And, you know, traditionally they go through Image and, you know, dealing with Barnes and Noble to get distribution. And we did the whole convention circuit for a year. And we had actually had an incredible kind of indie comics experience. The book was successful. But we came out of that going like, you know, as an independent creator who wants to make comics that are really intended from our point of view to become entertainment franchises across lots of these different mediums, 
um, that is just a very challenging road. You're talking about, you know, some of those challenges, you know, before I came on and there's, you know, a lot, a lot of them, you know, we've got friends who have been very successful webtoons creators, for example, with, you know, millions of subscribers who are still just barely making a living, you know, as a comics creator. So, you know, I think a lot of these things need to get reinvented for kind of where the media landscape is, for where the general audience is. Um, you know, I have some controversial thoughts around kind of the role of print over time and kind of how all these different pieces, you know, fall together over the next five to 10 years. So, you know, we decided what is a digital first experience for comics? And we didn't think it existed. And so we spent a couple of years prototyping, figuring out what we thought that was. And that is what birthed the first version of Macroverse, which is the Macroverse app, which is out on iOS and Android. Um, we've worked with about 100 different creators to launch over 50 different series on the app at this point. Uh, and so our basic thesis for the app was if Webtoon is YouTube for comics, which it very much is in every way, where's HBO? Where's the premium alternative? You know, subscription, super high quality bar, curated, you know, basically not everything will be your cup of tea, but everything is good. <laughs> so, um, you know, definitely invite people to check out the Macroverse app. And uh, if you want, we can share a, uh, a code for a few free months of the, the subscription with people uh, as, a, as a New Year's uh, celebration as well. Um, but, you know, the, the app is out. And then in lockdown, in COVID, we ended up kind of in the early days of all the kind of NFT insanity that was starting to kick off. And so for anyone that's followed any of that, you know, as things like Board apes and people's huge, you know, Christie's auction and you know all this stuff was like you know very early days of the the insanity that became the NFT world. Um, you know, we were in those rooms, and what immediately occurred to us as co-founders was you know the other thing for digital comics. As someone with over twenty-five long boxes, you know that I've had you know sitting in various places since I was a kid. Collectability and comics are just you know sort of hand in hand like it's just an inherent part of the experience of being a comics fan is being able to collect these things and so that's the thing that we saw was the other kind of unlock that we could bring to the table is making it's kind of jet it's kind of revolutionary comics experience new tools for creators really leaning into you know a new way to think about digital from a comics perspective and then marrying that with the ability to actually collect own buy sell trade these things just like you would with physical print issues or graphic novels. And so that's brought us, you know, through the last year, rebuilding our whole platform. And now we're a couple of months away from launching the first version of these collectible digital editions, which were uh, nothing like anyone has ever seen before. We can you know, get, a, get a little more into what that means, but it's, um, it's a completely kind of rethink reinvention of, you know, what is a collectible digital thing and what is a digital comics experience and how do you marry all those things together so it's now, something i'm very excited about do you have any plans at all on the print side or is it all going to yeah. stay digital yeah so we do i mean i think one of the things that we feel about all of this is it's none of it is either or it's not you know you're either doing digital or you're doing print and right. in fact we've spent a lot of time in our production process with our production team figuring out how to make this stuff where we're actually able to deliver multiple versions of it for multiple experiences. And so 
we have a, a series that we launched um, called Darkland with uh, award-winning you know, uh, TV producer, incredible artist. And we actually are, are experimenting right now with kind of two different versions of it. There's a, there is a version of it on Webtoons just to you know, put it in front of a bunch of eyeballs. Um, there's a version of it on our app, which we consider the premium experience. These are two different reading experiences. So you've got the Webtoons version, which is you know the normal scroll. You've got the version on our app, which uses our tap story format. So you're tapping through the series, which gives you a completely different experience of how the story unfolds. The collectible editions for that have a beautiful widescreen, full screen experience of the, the comic. Um, and then we've built everything for it to be able to be released as a print edition uh, sometime next year as well. So we're kind of, you know, we want to take a version of the story, customize it, tailor make it, craft it for each experience that people are going to have of it and give them the best experience in each medium that they you know may bump into it. So my the, the final thought on that is what I do, you know, the, the part that some people may disagree with is I don't think floppies are long for this world. I think single issues, you know, will hang out for probably maybe another five or 10 years. But I think ultimately we're going to a mostly digital and then collectible, whatever that means. So whether right. that's digital collectible or physical collectible, I think the beautiful hardcover is always going to have a place in my house and in many other people's houses. Sure. Uh, but I think single, single issues, in my opinion, are, are not going to stay. I think to a point, you're probably right. I think there, there are going to be certain certain publishers that hang on to that. <clears throat> but, you know, even going back as far as the 90s, there was the, the push for graphic novels and the omnibus yeah. and the collected stories and that kind of thing. So yeah. I imagine that's probably where the bread and butter is going to be. And the, and the floppies will be a, Oh, by the way, also ran type of thing at yeah. some point, assuming yeah. that the comic book shops stay solvent and assuming that the comics industry yeah. uh, st sticks around. I mean, who knows what Marvel and DC are going to look like five years from now. Well, this is and this is a big part of it. So this is, you know, definitely my prognosticator hat on. And I'm sure there are a lot of divergent opinions out there. But, you know, I have a I have a nine year old and a six year old. I give my nine year old the chief futurist hat in our company all the time. And I think, you know, you can just look at the demographics of, you know, people going to comic stores and they're all our age. You know, they're you know 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, they're the people that grew up going to comic stores. And I did. And I have, you know, incredible memories and, and made friends and. You know, I wouldn't trade that for anything, but that's not what the next generation is doing. The next generation is consuming most of their content through mobile devices or through screens, for better or worse. Um, you know, screen time is a thing that we deal with <laughs> all the time with with the kids. Um, so, you know, I do think there's largely going to be a world where the comics art form has never been stronger. Like there have never been more comics in the world than there are right now. But getting them through 2000 points of distribution just doesn't make sense for a vibrant industry that we want to touch as many people as it possibly can. Yeah. So I think, you know, specialty stores, I hope I hope comic stores can evolve into fandom stores, you know, fandom experiences. And I think some of them have and some of them will find a way to bring real life experiences to people in a way that you know, is really meaningful that gives us that kind of connectivity and, and, you know, experience with other people. 
But I think as a main distribution for this material, we're already seeing you know the the largest growing. There's the gremlins. Um, and number two is the YA graphic novel bookstore market. So, yeah. you know, in that sense, print is not dying, but it's not floppies. It's, you know, it's collected material in a, in a more substantial format. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think there's going to be a mix and it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But in the meantime, all the digital yeah. stuff that you guys are working on, macroverse.world is the website. There's also a Discord. Actually, and macroverse.com is actually the, the official site now. So oh, we're, okay. we're up so, and running on dot .com. Dot, There's some more information on dot .world still, but dot .com is now the home of everything. And all right. It's where good, the platform lives. Good to know. how you can know. pre-register for everything and all that good stuff. All right. Yeah. So uh, so what we're going to do here, I have just joined your Discord. Uh, so you you have a Discord. So uh, we've, we we've popped in over on there. And that gives me the opportunity here to do this because we mentioned Macro versus Discord. I can now do this. We now have our Discord up and running, and uh, I will post the link in the in the chat and in our in our stuff so so people can join. Uh, but, uh, Evan, thanks very much for being here. As soon as, as soon as we can get, uh, get a time schedule for you guys to come back and talk about the, the new stuff, we will definitely yeah. do that. Looking forward to, to having you back on. We'd love to do it. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. All right. Thanks very much for being here, sir. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Now, somebody who has been waiting about as long as a Rush Limbaugh caller, Alexander Trapp, uh, has been in the, in the back in the green room. Waiting patiently. Let's bring him in. How are you, sir? Oh, thank God, finally. <laughs> I know, right? I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. I try to try to get all this stuff done, right? No, I know. You got a, you got a lot of guests uh, that you're trying to bring on. Uh, once again, I know it's been said a million times. Let it be said a million times more. Congratulations thank on you. 500 shows. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, sir. So what are you working on? Uh, well, while I'm trying not to die from being sick, which is why I'm not on camera today, because I, I look terrible, um, I am trying to work on some new animations and, and some new ideas um, for people who don't know me. Of course, you already said my name is Alexander Trapp. I'm the founder of a channel called It's a Trap Productions. Trap is my real last name, and that's with two Ps, and so I figured I'd make a joke out of it. Um... So what I do is I'm trying to basically be like a one-man studio where I make my own animations, comics. I'm trying to work on games, too, but that's probably going to take a while. So um, uh, I am trying to work on some new stuff for 2023, uh, including a uh, an idea that I talked about during my last vlog, which is to parody and spoof uh, CW superhero shows where... <laughs> You know, they have to pad out the runtime with a lot of conversations because they don't have the budget for a big, you know, superhero action. Um, like, 12, uh, how many episodes are in the season? Like, what, 22 episodes? Uh, you, in, in, in the, uh, in, in ye olden days, yeah, 20, yeah. 20 or 22, yeah. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not doing that much. <laughs> I'm not trying to be insane. Um, 
but maybe about uh, six six episodes of just having superheroes talking about their feelings in hallways, and that's what the title of the show is going to be called: Feelings in Hallways. <laughs> <laughs> and the first season, I don't know if people like it, is going to focus on Superman because I, I I basically. I guess you could say I grew up watching Smallville. When Smallville premiered, I was um, 15. So, um, you know, that was all the way back in 2001. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to focus on Superman, and we'll just see how things go from there. Well, that'll be fun. And when it, when do you anticipate the beginning of that that uh, people can see it? Um, I'm going to try to work quickly on this. Not too quickly, though, so that it's rushed, but... I want to have it out maybe, I'm going to say September uh, of 2023, you know, so I'll have time to write the scripts, because like I said, it's just an idea right now, but I think it's a pretty funny one. All right, well, good luck with that, and you've got an Instagram channel, you've got a YouTube channel, we'll put links in uh, on those, you're doing reviews, you're doing gameplay, Mm -hmm. Uh, so hopefully hopefully you feel better soon. Uh, Thank you, yeah, it's weird, like. I tried um, I tried exercising on Monday, and then the next day I come down with this flu, cold, whatever you want to call it. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty wild this this past week, but but I am feeling a little better. Well, that's good. Good. Oh, good. yes. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say before I before I scamper off into the uh, into the void, I wanted to just quickly. Uh, post a link to a friend of mine's uh, recent short movie that he posted. I'll put it in the uh, private chat. Okay. It's called Better Watch Out. It's a Christmas-themed horror movie <laughs> from my friend uh, Caden Potasnik of Potasnik Productions. We're, we're also collabing uh, on a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll just let that title... Uh, you know, sit in your mind is okay. hopefully you can check that out soon. All right. I appreciate that. Get to feeling better soon, sir. Go drink some orange juice and some, some, uh, some whiskey in your tea and, and get a lot of sleep. Feel better. Oh, I knew I forgot to put something in my tea. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Alexander Trapp. Thanks very much for being here, sir. Thank you for inviting me. All right. We will, uh, we will now jump to somebody who has got to skip and scamper really quickly. Culture Casino. Who has Hi, a hey, show um, coming up? Well, in everybody two. said it. Everybody said it, so I'm just going to jump on it. And say congratulations on 500, my thank friend. You, I, you I feel much, privileged to have been been able to hang out with you a few times. It's well, always cool to be. Over. And I've got to say the the times that you have mentioned us on your show and on your on your channel, I I appreciate all the help boosting the oh, signal. Yeah. So you, we're we're going to yeah. do some good things in 2023. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we all. I think we all are. I, yeah, I, I've. I, it's fun to watch everybody grow. I, you know, and and you are you deserve the growth, my friend. And on 500 episodes, indeed, that's perseverance. So uh, I'm excited. Plus, I just got to see uh, Alexander Trap slip through here. I love uh, it's a trap productions. One of the people early on who championed my channel, as a matter of fact. So, uh, well, yeah, we are we are fortunate to have a, a whole slew of of creators that do that for each other. Hang together or hang separately, right? Well, yeah. yeah well, yeah. You know, first time, huh? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I went there. Uh, yeah. No, I, it, it's just great. And I, you know, normally you bring me in to talk about the business stuff and hang out with the guys that do the money things and all that. And I love that. But sometimes it's just fun to talk about, like, you know, comics and stuff like that. It was great to hear about, you know, two guests ago talking about, like, a whole different way to approach comics and comic collection and all that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You, you, you really do have, like, you're, you're, you keep in pulse on a lot of different stuff, man. It's pretty Try to really try to. Yeah. So yeah, it, it helps to get a bunch of press releases from, from people that says, Hey, this thing's working. I was like, Oh, I haven't heard of this. Let's look. So let's look at it. Let's look at a thing. Yeah. yeah let's look at a cool, thing. Yeah. So you've yeah. got the, the Friday night pre-flight coming up here in what, in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it'll start when it starts, but no, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, that's how I feel. No, I usually start on that. But um, no, I, I, I there was no way I was going to miss seeing you. I wolfed down a sandwich in the back while I was listening to other guests and everything. And, um, and again, it's it's not pressing to get people over there. I know that you know you, we've, we're competing with some shows here. I compete with shows over on my channel, so it's just it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Everywhere we are, we're in competition with each other. But um, yeah, I, I I do the Friday pre-flight every Friday. This is number one sixteen officially. Uh, nice. This show was something else before it became the Friday pre-flight, but uh, much like you, I try to keep track of the numbers of times I do something. Uh, but uh, this is so great. You, you have no idea. Love it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm having, a, having a good time here. And, and, and backtracking to try oh, to sure. actually do a count is yeah. sometimes it's like, wait a minute, we've done how many? Where? Because then, you know, because some of them are over here and some of them are on this drive and some back over here that... And so I'm I'm hoping my count is accurate, but I'm gonna stick to it. It's five hundred. <laughs> there you go. It, it's close enough. You get to five zero zero. Yeah, all loving. And I, I don't know how much you've shared with everybody, but obviously you you launched your Discord. You've got um you've got all kinds of stuff going on in the background. You've got you, you know new graphic packages. I mean, it, it's gonna be an exciting year for yep. sci-fi for me TV. So well, and uh, and and in that in that vein, I can do this announcement because mm -hmm. I've got you here. Because you and I have Ooh. talked about this a little bit, and I'm yeah. going to, and I'm going to be bending your ear to get some more information on this and figure this out, because we're going to start doing. Channel memberships. They are, Aww. they're not active on YouTube yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the, throw the switch on them today, and launch awesome. that. There's going to be, I think, two or three tiers. Uh, there are, I think, four or five tiers already active over on Odyssey. Uh, oh, if wow. you want to, if you want to join and be a member over there, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do with it. We'll probably do some member streams and and some different things like that. But we are going to make some uh, some little some little emojis available right off the bat. Uh, you know, we're going to do the coffee mug emoji. Uh, we're going to have an emoji that says there are four lights. So, you know, we'll just, we'll start, we'll start small. We'll see what happens and we'll, we'll do some things, but I'll, I'll probably get, uh, get in your, uh, get in your DMs and get some advice on, on managing memberships because this, this is kind of a new, new territory for us. So. I think, uh, I think that it's long past due for you to have memberships on your channel. Uh, if there's any way I can help you, I absolutely will. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those emojis are fun to make. Let me tell you, come up with some of your most creative moments right there. Yeah, well, it'll only let me do four at the moment. So as as oh, well, it, as it, it grows, it, as we get more people in, I think I think we'll be able to do some more stuff. I got some ideas. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. 
right. Well, I just like I said, I'm I'm I, I'm very grateful to be here. Um, I it, I do have to run though to get ready for what I yeah. got to do. But but there is no way I was going to miss it, Jason. So thank you for sending thank you for sending me the invite. Uh, you know, keep on with your celebration, my friend, until you know you run out of gas because it, it only happens a few times and. You know, every once in a while you get to a milestone, you got to celebrate it. So, Absolutely. Well, well done, my friend. Thank you 500, very much. 500. My goodness. I, I don't know if I'll ever do 500 or anything. We'll see. Well, yeah. and, and as soon as we wrap up here, uh, I think I want to say that we're set to do the do the raid the type of thing on yeah, youtube really, yeah that's a neat yeah that's a neat thing yeah I, i'm not yeah. sure how exactly we do that but uh but i will encourage everybody to go over to your channel for the for the pre-flight sure, sure. afterwards and, yeah. and we'll take care of that so yeah we'll we'll probably have a shortened show once again today as uh as the fates uh you know conspire against the show because uh obviously the um the Friday night tight show will start right after that and then yeah, you know and Gary, then we go on you know Gar Gary's not going to start on time I mean, <laughs> the universe will get sucked into a, a massive uh, a black hole of oblivion if he starts on time. You yeah. can't, can't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. But anyway, thank you for having me once again. Thanks Everybody for being here. just show this man as much love as possible when he launches memberships. I'm going to become a member, so hopefully you do too. That. I'll see you later, Jason. Have All a great right. one. Thank Congratulations you, sir. Again. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, somebody else who's been waiting very, very, very patiently in the background, the the Heroinburg crowd. And we talk about, you know, independent comics, independent uh, video, and these guys over there are doing a lot of that, not just uh, uh, print comics, but also web series over on YouTube. Thanks for being here. Hey, uh, um, congratulations on the 500, uh, Jason. Uh, big accomplishment. Uh Hail from Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. So what have you got uh, wrapping up? You've, you've got, uh, what, a season finale, a series finale that just dropped on YouTube, or is it about to? True, yeah. We, we put that all in a package to you, so we'll be, you know, featuring that later. But, yeah, we have a, the season finale of uh, season two of Heroinburg. The live-action uh, superheroine series is out now and available for download. Um, it's not streaming. You can uh, you can own each episode. Um we're not waiting for the next split, the Netflix pitch, <laughs> like all the uh, comic book creators today. We just make the Netflix ourselves. So, uh, yeah, the TV show is out, and um, the third issue of the comic book is also available, and we're going to be, uh, uh, you know, um, marketing it directly to stores in the next month. In addition, we're part of a uh, uh, collective of comic creators in Pittsburgh called, Her uh, called um, Comicsburg, which also features Marvin Wynn, who does The Edge, and Grant Lankard, who does Beowulf, and several others. And, I, think, uh, I think I saw Marvin uh, in the chat earlier. So Marvin's in the chat. He's actually uh, my new next-door neighbor, um, and uh, as of today, actually. And uh, so uh, as, as members of Comicsburg, we go collectively to Comic-Cons, which, by the way, in 2022, I would say out of like 10 or 11 we did, uh, nine were very successful, so I think people are back to small and mid-sized stuff. Um, you know, you just have to be a—you uh, don't just uh, run a con well; you have to promote it well too, right? Right. Uh, some cons have, have been the victims of their own success. Uh, the one in Pittsburgh got so big because of all the celebs they had that the—you know—the creators got a little lost in the shuffle. So uh, you know, you got to have a really good uh, balance. And the the kind of cons we like most are 
the small and mid-sized ones who emphasize creators. And uh, yeah, we've gone as far afield as Connecticut, Baltimore, and uh, Dayton, Ohio in the past year. And we are going to continue to do that in uh, 2023 and probably add, uh, you know, drop a couple that didn't work and then add a few more uh, to, to uh, try them out. So, but yeah, Comicsburg goes as a group to those conventions. Uh, usually all three of our creators or and sometimes more. We have other uh, friends joining us now. And uh, we also usually bring uh, uh, at least one actress from the live action series as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, the next one, uh, as I uh, dropped in the chat earlier while you were talking about cons, the next one we're doing is Happy Valley uh, Con in State College, PA. Right. So so let me ask you this. All, all of the time that you've been doing the comics, you've been doing the, t the, the web series, are there, yes. are there things that... Le uh, lessons learned you you look at you do you know a book comes out or an episode comes out and you look at it and you go we could tweak this we can do this what what improvements have you been able to make what uh changes what advances how has the how has the project overall evolved since you started it with the tv shows um i think quality is the main key Quality and actually also uh, customer response. Um, you know, just like all the India, uh, we don't do crowdfunding, uh, Marvin uh, and Grant have, but, um, you know, just like the crowdfunders out there who uh, respond, you know, very individually to their customers, so we do the same. Uh, you know, we, uh, we don't, uh, you know, uh, uh, diss our customers like some of those big companies do, you know. Right. So you got to pay attention to uh, what people... Uh, uh, you know, want to see and uh, lean a little bit in that direction sometimes. And also just keep increasing in quality, better editing, better effects, uh, better artists, you know, finding, uh, you know, just encouraging our Pittsburgh based artists to get uh, better and better at what they do. And uh, uh, one of the, one of the things we do that uh, I, I guess the equivalent to this would be, you know, how a crowd fund uh, sometimes you can buy a tier where you get your character into a comic, right? Uh, or something like that, right? Right. Right. So uh, we have uh, a thing called custom videos where our uh, some of our uh, greatest fans have actually done fan fiction videos that we have released of the characters in our series, Heroinberg. And uh, some of those uh, concepts that they introduced into those, uh, uh, you know, uh, mini, mini custom videos, which were not necessarily canon, have become uh, useful in the heroin burgundy. Oh, he disappeared. He's coming back. I've I've noticed every now and again. Sometimes there's a little bit of a of a. Sometimes there's a lag. I don't I don't know if that's on his his side or if it's on my side. So, uh, Heroinberg is the uh, is the title of the project. Uh, we'll wait till he, see if he comes back here in a minute. But uh, we will have links in the notes yep. for people who wants to check that out. There he is. He's back. All right. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I didn't go away as, as, on on Streamyard, but okay. It's very strange because um, all yeah. of a sudden you just you just kind of disappeared for a minute. It probably on my end, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. There there might be a little bit of a lag. Uh, what I was saying was that uh, we have uh, some of our uh, fans that create custom videos with our characters yes and uh it's and uh, eventually some of the concepts they use work their way into the universe as canon and so they're playing kind of dial h for hero with us a little bit which is fun so 
Um, yeah, so customer response and just a continual increase in quality. And the third thing is pretty much just getting the name out there um, uh, any way we can. All right, and we will do that as well and get your name out. And our links when we do the show notes afterwards is going to be a little bit. I got some some stuff to do here, but we will get links out to all of the all of the stuff here. Heroinberg is the overall title of everything uh, comics or web series, and uh, so we'll do that and and have that available for everybody. Thanks for being on the show, and 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 I appreciate your patience and waiting so long uh, to well, to get on here and talk about things. So. I appreciate that as well. We hope to see you in uh, later in January uh, when you check out our stuff. Thank you so much. We will definitely do that. All right. And and then there was this. We mentioned earlier that we were going to launch memberships. Let me go ahead and just do that. I'm going to pull this up, and I'm going to hit the button. Here we go. One, two, three. Turn on. And let's see. Here we go. All right. The memberships are now active uh, for our YouTube channel, so if any of you are uh, are interested, it is certainly not any obligation whatsoever. You don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to be a member. We're just glad you're here. And I do want to take this just real quick minute to say that our success, our perseverance is just as much on you as it is on the stuff that we do we keep we keep churning out all of the stuff that we're doing here all the work that we're doing you keep coming back for it so you know we appreciate everybody uh everybody coming in coming back giving us your attention giving us your time giving us your feedback by the way if you want to give us feedback live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com is the email address um, let me bring in Jason Nadler, who is the author of the Books of Alexandria. The number two in the series has just come out, uh, The Between. I finished it. I enjoyed it. And uh, awesome. and, I, and I think you're, yeah. ki- you're kind of right. It's, it's almost an Empire Strikes Back type uh, for you. Uh, I've got a, I got a couple of quibbles, but, you know, it's just one of those things. Okay. Like, well, I don't. I, I probably wouldn't have done. I see what he's doing there. Okay, we'll go. We'll go with it. So, so anyway, how you been, sir? I've been great. Congratulations on your 500. This is a, a huge milestone. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And and you know, having having people on and doing doing the guests and having those conversations, I think that that works toward a lot of the success that the show has had, uh, because I'm I'm only interesting to a point and it's as much it's much better to have other people that we can talk about what y'all are doing so you're in the middle i guess of working on book three in this series right yep i'm i'm doing my last uh two edit pass throughs before it goes to my last round of beta readers and then it goes to my editor and then uh it'll be live hopefully by the end of the summer and this is the last book in the trilogy. We're not doing this expanded universe short story anthology and all these other things here. <sighs> Unless somebody sits there and goes, hey, you know what? I got right. an idea. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, it is not the plan. I'm never going to say no, though. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, it's like, well, you know, you could make some money with doing this and doing that. Yeah. yeah. When, when do you have the movie talks, right? When the adaptation, when, you know, Netflix comes knocking and that kind of thing. And then they say, you know, we kind of need a new book to help promote yeah. the series. And you go, oh, what are you going to do? Okay. Yeah, so, exactly. so how has, how has the process or has the process changed 
now versus when you got started? How has that evolved for you as a writer? Wow. Um, so as a writer, you start writing and you finish your first draft and you think it's uh, it's perfect. Um, you know, you go back and you start correcting your, your punctuation and you think you're done. And then, um, you know, I was really fortunate where I had uh, a really good beta reader who pointed out some things to me, more, more structural, and he gave me some advice without really any sort of heavy critique. And um, I was able to go back and really work on the book through probably 12 different drafts. And um, my process now, the third book probably took me a, th a third of the time as the first book, um, simply because I got the first draft out. I went back and each time I make a pass, I'm looking at description and then I'm looking at emotional response and, and then I'm looking at, you know, um, is everything clear? Mm -hmm. And once I get through clarity, then it's off to the beta readers. Yeah. So are you are you happy with where the story sits at this point or have you have you gone back and looked at it and go you know I really wish I could have I should have done this instead um or is it too close yet No no so um I what I did was I finished the first draft of the third book before I did the final edit on the first Okay. So there are some things in the third book that ended up coming into that first draft of the first book. Um, but there, there are some things, um, story elements that in the first book where I've just become a better writer and where as I was trying to um, formulate the ending, you know, you, you, I want to keep track and I don't want to have to uh, retcon something from the first book right to uh to make a better ending so um yeah there, there's a couple of things a couple of small things nothing nothing extraordinary though so once the third book is done and it's off to the beta readers what are you going to do next what's the what's the next project for you um I've, I've been throwing a few things around but uh i need to get there first yeah they um I'm a big Shakespeare fan, and I've been toying with um, Henry the Fourth, Part One and Two, as a modern story, sort of, uh, um, you know, a young woman working in marketing at her father's company, and um, nobody takes her seriously. You know, she becomes the the Prince Hal of the uh, of the story, and just play with it and see what happens. All right. Well, and and it just in the interest of full disclosure, J Jason and his wife Laura have contributed to this site before, uh, doing interviews at Tribeca Film Festival among among other things. Maybe uh, may, are you guys planning on getting back out to uh, film festivals in in twenty twenty three? We certainly hope to. Yeah. Um, as it, as an interesting note, the the first the first film we saw for you. Um, Devil's Gate. Oh yeah, we met, we met the the author in in a roundtable session, um, Peter uh, Perlo, and um, he is actually my beta reader that I just talked about, who gave me really great notes, and we stayed in touch, and it's just been a, a great fortuitous relationship. So nice. thank you. 
No, happy happy to have facilitated a little piece of that. That's that's always yep. fun to hear. Well, and and it was it was kind of cool when when your yeah you know sci-fi for me shows up on the movie poster because you guys had had made that connection and and somebody I think Laura did the review or some somebody had yep. done something and it shows up the poster it's like oh hey that's that's kind of cool it's that's a yeah. neat little neat little little tingle that you get but i'm glad yeah, we were, i'm glad you were able to make that connection that's yeah we were really excited to see that and they, they just the whole team was great um the the actors when we sat down at the round table um you know it was it was one of these like storybook moments where they were running late we were the last session of the day we got in they're like okay hurry it up and um we asked some really good questions because I like the horror genre and we were really playing, um, you know, we didn't want to do the, the standard questions that, you know, they got asked 400 times that day. Right. And, um, the, the guy, I guess, kind of shuffling us in and out came in and said that, uh, you know, we needed to wrap up and Sean Ashburn was like, no, this is going good. We got time. So we ended up being in the room with them for over a half hour, just chit chatting. And it was just a great experience. Nice. Nice. So, uh, all right. So we will definitely try to to make some more of that happen this year because yes. you know Tribeca will be back. We've got the New York Horror Fest. There's a lot of different things that go on up there in that uh, that neck of the woods. So uh, we'll we'll try to try to take advantage of you a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking forward <laughs> and, to it. And uh, I am uh, hoping I'm hoping to get the review of book two out here in the next week or so i don't know we'll we'll okay. see how how that works out because you know things being what they are here um but uh, we'll try to get that out and and then when book three is ready to go uh we'll definitely have some stuff and and you're always welcome to come back anytime you want to talk about some stuff we'll do that too fantastic i appreciate the invitation. all right jason adler mm-hmm. is uh, the author of the books of alexandria uh, number two the between is out and uh, i'll do a review soon and i will post a link to jason's website uh so you guys can check that out as well again as i get everything into the notes you guys will have the links so jason thanks very much for being here sir thank you and congratulations thank you very much and have a happy new year you as well all right we will talk to you soon all right so that's that's it let me let me bring uh, mr hoffman back in here uh, at the end wrapping things up I guess do we do we want to do I we haven't Hello. Really, we haven't really quite done open line Friday but we're already at two hours and the and uh, culture starting is as he started has he started his pre-flight yet uh, looks like he has uh, so the pre-flights going on over there uh, do we want to do uh, do we want to do some uh, open line or do we want to wrap it up how do how do we feel how do, how do we do it I'm do? I don't know what that what that hum is there's a there's a motor or a fan or something that's that's in your microphone today. I don't know what that is. Okay. But uh that's uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure what's causing that. It's Okay, I don't have my fan on. That's a Well, not, it's it's something vibrating through the desk. So Okay, sure. it might be it might be the fans of my computer. It, I have my tower down here or something so so anyway all right so i think we'll go ahead and and i think we'll go ahead and wrap up a little bit because uh you know like i said pre-flight's underway we've got we've got some stuff going on here that i need to take care of but but before we go 
You know, we mentioned Vault of the Killer Bees. We mentioned Foreign Bodies. Uh, we've announced our Discord. Let me show you here our Discord channel, uh, which is uh, is up and running. And I want to I want to thank uh, uh, Death Angel Shadow for helping set this up. Uh, he is uh, he is doing some yeoman's work over there. Uh, the link there in the chat. And uh, if you want to join us, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting time over there. Wild, wild west stuff, because I have no idea what we're doing with Discord. I don't know anything about Discord, but uh, but there it is. It's going to be it's going to be uh, something, something to do. The memberships are live on Odyssey. The memberships are live on YouTube. I see Death Angel Shadow is, has become the very first member uh, there on uh, on YouTube. So welcome, welcome to the program there. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting year, 2023. But we mentioned Vault of the Killer Bees. We mentioned Foreign Bodies. I am also going to be uh, doing this thing here. Where is it? It is uh, one show that we've been talking about bringing back. I am going to make a commitment now that I'm going to do my best to bring this show back this year. This is going to be our comic book news program. Comic Con Carney started a long while ago. It went for a while. We had various different hosts. And it is the news of the comic book industry. We're going to try to, to bring that back this year. Uh, we're also going to be bringing back The Grid, which is going to be our video game news program. And uh, we're also, and I, and I don't see that I've loaded it in. Let me do this real quick because I need to, I need to, I need to have it in here because this is, this is a fun, this is a fun thing. While, while I'm doing that, let me show you here. We are on YouTube and we're on Odyssey. You can find us on all of those places and we're also on Rumble. Not too much activity over on the Rumble side of things yet, uh, but uh, we're getting there. It's it's one of those things where you know people are signing up for some stuff. Don't forget the conventions list over at SciFiForMe.com. Uh, right now we've gone down on on the list in terms of the count. We're twenty four seventy nine. We did hit over twenty five hundred at, at one point. Uh, but it is uh, it is one of those things where, as events go away, as events come in, you know, Mindy is updating the calendar, and so far she, it, and this is something that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet. She's she's out. She stepped out of the studio, but <coughs> excuse me, in 2023. If I if I live long enough, in 2023, this uh, this page here on on the dot com, besides having this uh, this calendar that we've got, we've got a Google Calendar embedded in this page, and right now the list is alphabetical, but we are working on this is something we've been working on for a while. We are going to finish. Uh, she's in the L's right now. We are going to finish uh, building the database in a spreadsheet so then we can put this into uh into the page and make it searchable so hopefully we'll we be able to do that here in the next few months uh next couple of months where we can get that in there where you can search by name 
maybe search by city, search by date. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the parameters are that's going to let us do that. i got to find the widget that does that. But the database will be updated, and we're going to be able to get that in there. It's something we've been wanting to do for a very long while. Uh, and Mindy's finally uh, finally had the time to to get in and, and do that. So, so looking forward to that. Now, the other thing that we've got, the other show that we're bringing back, and I'm going to do this. This is a reveal of a new logo. There it is, our 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 Doctor Who program, Tardis Sauce, getting a little bit of a facelift. Uh, Bianca fights the zombies. Says, Can't find the Rumble channel. Let me uh, let me put that in the chat. There, uh, there is our Rumble channel. I will put that in the chat over on Odyssey as well, just in case anybody wants to find us there. Uh, you can subscribe, and and then of course the Odyssey channel. Uh, you can also find, uh, let me go ahead and put that there, and um, we'll see what happens. We're not live on Rumble yet. It, uh, it involves money, <coughs> so we'll, we'll get there at some point, I'm sure. So uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll continue to be live on Odyssey and, and YouTube and Facebook and see what happens. Yeah. So... Anyway, all right, that's going to wrap up, I think, today on on everything. Did I get through everything? Let me look at my let me look at my notes. Let's see, memberships, uh, returning shows. Uh, oh, I didn't even mention the merch. I'm having a meeting next Wednesday with a guy, and we're going to talk about merchandise. So uh, the store will be open at some point, and we'll be. Uh, we'll be doing T-shirts and mugs and whoever, who who knows what else. I don't know. And you've got a you've got a you've got a puppet. Uh, what, have, what have you got there? I do. This, this is, is something a, we've been trying to nope, figure out what we're going to do with this thing here. Not, uh, this is our going to be a host or a semi-host for uh, maybe <laughs> Monsters 101, and then I'm just trying to get him to wake up here or Vault. Of the killer bees <laughs> on some of the future features, but yeah, this is our, this is our new guy here, and uh, this is the. We got we got to come up with something. We got to do something to do with that. I have to come up with some sort of name. And I come up with something. So, uh, uh, Mark Mark thirteen over in the Odyssey chat. What is this channel about? You know what? That's a that's a good question. Let me let me let me take a moment here. And, and give you an idea what we are our mission statement here because I haven't I haven't shared that in a while our mission shape our mission statement is to provide uh, accurate and unbiased news and informed and educated opinion and uh, give you uh, information and commentary uh, without bias without preconceived notions without ideological terror uh, we're not going to we're not going to bully you if you don't agree with something that we say. This is a discussion and news about science fiction, fantasy, horror, video games, comic books, all of the things that fall under genre uh, in a broad sense. Uh, but we have discussions about things you know Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Battlestar Galactica, Blake Seven, 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, Robert A. Heinlein, Harlan Ellison. I mean, all sorts of different things. You will find those discussions here. And uh, we uh, hopefully are going to expand on that in 2023. We are definitely going to be expanding our gaming coverage, uh, bringing back the grid with our video game news segment. Mark Delfonso does that on Saturday morning during uh, Good Morning Multiverse. Uh, but we're also going to be expanding on that and giving him a show. We're going to be bringing back the grid as its own thing over on our Twitch channel. We're going to be doing some gameplay over on our Twitch channel. We're going to be doing some RPG and board game stuff. So, uh, so expansion on that side of things as well is part of the plan. Uh, and of course, you can always catch Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. And that's going to be coming back on January the 7th. And also on uh, Tuesday, this is a date change. Uh, Mr. Harvey and I will be back for the H2O podcast coming up this coming Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. It's a new day and time. For this discussion show, it is a talk show uh, where we discuss various different things, lots of different topics. So we hope you join us for that as well. And I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, uh, Dave's asking about Ranker Pit. We don't have that on the schedule yet, but it is coming back. We've got to figure out exactly when it's going to fall on the schedule because things are about to get busy here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to rotate in people on the panels and have guests, but it yes yes Ranker Pit will be back. Salacious Crumbs, Triple Bites, both are going to continue uh, as segments in Good Morning Multiverse, and then we'll break them out. The horror news will will break out as its own video. Lots of things going on here, so we definitely want you to stay connected with us and to do that you can join us on all sorts of different uh social media channels we've got all the different video channels that you can you can find us there is a newsletter you can sign up for there is a subscribe star account and of course now we have the discord we've got memberships uh so hopefully between all of those things uh, you'll stay connected and you'll know when we post things and you can share those links and share those those items uh, with your network and, and friends and we'll grow this channel a little bit more right now uh, right now we're sitting at uh, 20 what does it say 2185 so we're going to try to get to 2200 soon ish and then the goal for 2023 why not sky's the limit let's try to go for 5000 what do you think i don't know we'll see uh, so that's 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 the goal all right that's going to do it for us folks thanks very much for being here it's a long show i really appreciate all of you being here 500 episodes here's to 500 more and I, I i do i do want to thank all of you i want to thank the staff here everybody who has contributed not just the current staff but everybody who has contributed in the past whether it's hosting a show uh, being on a panel in the show uh, contributing articles and reviews and any of that i we would not be here without the work of the people who have contributed to this channel we would not be here without all of you in the audience coming back to the channel all the time. The regulars here, I appreciate you coming back. All of you who are new, 
you are more than welcome. Hopefully you stay and you find something that, that we do that you like. And uh, maybe you share it with some other people. And we'll continue to do what we do as long as you guys keep showing up. So thank you again very much for everything. And uh, hopefully you have a happy new year. Stay safe. Uh, as Culture Casino says, wash your hands, brush your teeth, get some good sleep, make your bed, and we will see you in uh, the next year next week. And, oh, hey, that reminds me, we're going to go five days a week starting next week. Live from the Bunker will be Monday through Friday, and Open Line Friday will be a thing every week. So, uh, so there is that as well. Lots, lots of things, lots of things changing here. So, uh, so thank you very much for being a part of this one. And we will be back on Monday. And yes, remember, there are four lights. Have a good weekend, everybody. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.